You are listening to the internet-only Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Dale. And this is Buke. And so we are back to being, we are on uh, internet-only tonight, except for a few, maybe, people who decide to broadcast us. Yeah, for them, them crazy pirates out there doing yeah. whatever they want. <laughs> so, except, so the, except looting. We don't, we don't accept looting and thieving. We don't like those kind of pirates. <laughs> so Hannah's going to be joining us in a little while. Awesome. Until then, it's going to be a testosterone-infused show. Well, you are gay, so I think that it counters each other out, right? Uh, I am a lesbian in a gay man's body. You know, I did actually watch a fascinating documentary the other day called The Butch Factor that's all about uh, gay men that are actually masculine. They're not like the stereotypical, you know, limp-wristed, prancing around gay man. Very fascinating. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's kind of interesting (laughs) how, you know, it was talking about... uh, in San Francisco, there are actually like rug- rugby leagues and all gay football leagues and stuff. And these guys, like, you know, they're like buff guys, you know, bears and and stuff like that. And you would have no idea unless <laughs> they told you that they were gay. You know, I, I just find that fascinating. You know, just you know, all all the people out there, haha, surprise! It's gonna yep. freak them out when they're like, oh, oh, the gays with their agendas and whatnot. Yeah. They're coming for especially us. the the lesbians and the gay men's body ones, which is it's just me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're I one just of a love kind. the stares I get from people. It's worth it. Just you know, just the confused looks from people when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's always fun. Confused stares. So uh, this is you can call in and control the show anytime you like at six zero three four three five eleven zero five. And I thought I'd talk about this internet sales tax that's rearing its ugly head yet again yeah let's hear about that because i'm not aware of uh, you know, you know any well, new i keep hearing tax. about it. i mean i've been hearing about it for a long time so this is probably just the latest story about it it could be well i know a lot of states a lot of states have in- implemented the sales tax haven't they you know yeah online yeah i think that i think in california you have to pay sales tax you're yeah. expected but the, the way it works is like the Online stores aren't ha- being required to handle it. What's happening is people are, uh, people are basically having to do it themselves at the end of the year on their on their income tax. Oh, really? When they They're file expect- the state well, income tax. Although I do see, uh, like some places like Amazon do have a spot where you that charge a sales tax based on like where you're, I guess where you're shipping it. Yeah. So I think it, it might be. I don't know if it's like uh, the uh, the websites themselves are charging it sometimes, you know, just complying with the laws themselves or something. Yeah. Maybe they're but, just, maybe they're I, going along with it and they're not required to or something. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's, maybe that's kind backs. of the way everything goes. Uh, you know, the government just says, hey, you should do this. And everyone's like, oh, okay, I'm not yeah. going to think about it. I'll just do it. Maybe they're getting kickbacks to, to actually do it. Yeah, maybe. Know. I don't know. I'm just, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I, <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny that people are expected to, to, Basically, and they do some of them apparently is is actually report that they bought some you know I bought a TV at Sears for five hundred dollars and yeah that's, then they have to write extra tax on their on their state sales tax or state income tax yeah and that's, I know that's seriously was, brainwashed right there that's I, I know can't someone imagine. who did it they they actually right, really yeah, they they kept up with it and did it oh they wanted to be a good citizen and so they they that's they nuts. paid their sales tax good, to, uh, on their a good tax surf one. is more like it so <laughs> well, what a shame. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Democrats push for a new internet sales tax. The halcyon days of tax-free internet shopping will, if Rep- Representative Bill Delahunt gets his way, soon be coming to an abrupt end. Delahunt, a Massachusetts Democrat, no big surprise there, 
Introduced a bill what? on Thursday. Democrat. Massachusetts. <laughs> a Massachusetts Crazy. Democrat introduced a bill on Thursday that would rewrite the ground rules for Internet and mail order sales by eliminating the option for many Americans to shop over the Internet without paying sales tax. Yeah, that's pretty insidious. Is there anything that, that you know, in this, it being Independence Day, is there anything you can do that is independent of the government? You know, they, they always... Oh, you exchanged money with somebody else? Well, give us some, you know. It's not that kind of independence. It's not the kind of independence where an individual actually gets to be yeah, an, right. an individual and it do was, what they want to do as long as they don't hurt other people. It was independence a long time ago from the British. And it's now the royal we. About that. It's, it's independence of the royal we. Yeah. Like us and the nation. The nation is independent and you're just the cog in that nation. Yeah. Right? So. Have you ever wondered like in science fiction how funny it is that uh, many times the aliens or the bad guys or whatever are, have like a hive mind? You know, they're controlled by the central hive, but yet the humans are still controlled by the central hive mind. They just call him a president or whatever. We, 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 yeah, you know, we, a friend of mine and, and I were talking. And we think about how horrible it would be. Oh, they, they don't have any self-control. They're just mindless automatons. <laughs> yeah, but well, at least they didn't choose to be, unlike the, the humans in the stories. Yeah. Well, then that's just it. You know, aren't, aren't we as well, as long as we continue, as long as we continue to be a cog in the, yeah, in the nationalistic pretty much. machine. But. That, a friend and I were talking about that. There's so many liberty themes in movies. You just have to find yet, them, basically. there aren't that many people actually being libertarian. Yeah, well... <laughs> They're actually behaving that yeah, way. Yeah, it's very you know? strange. They're it's, still statists. A lot of people, um, they will see those themes or they will agree with them, but they don't, they don't associate those liberty themes with the United States and the government of the United States or their state or their town. They still... They keep making... They, they they keep being an apologist for their yeah, own exactly. status situation, like right. whatever their particular master is. So at the at the moment, Americans who shop over the internet from out of state vendors usually aren't required to pay sales taxes. Californians buying books from Amazon.com or cameras from Manhattan's B and H Photo, for example, won't be required to cough up the sales tax that they would have shopping at a local mall. Okay, so they are not doing it right now automatically online. Really? So, it, but again, I think that there's a California law that you're supposed to uh, really? report it. Uh, well, I don't know how hard it. I mean, I'm sure it's like nigh impossible to enforce. Yeah, how are they ever yeah. going to know? I Unless mean, I, they really pry no into your and 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 state and, and, and I don't think they're doing it. So I don't think they're pry, they're prying yet. You know, this is hardly a new debate. Pro tax officials and state governments have been pressing Congress to require taxes to be collected for a decade or so. They argue that reduced sales tax revenue threatens budgets for schools and police, and say that as a matter of fairness, online retailers should be forced to collect the same taxes that brick and mortar retailers do. Always with the schools and the police. And this is, you know, instead of saying, "Hey, quit making me pay tax," how about, uh, 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 how about um, make everyone else pay tax too? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you push for instead of pushing for other people to be mistreated in the same way you're being mistreated? Why don't you push don't, for don't to stop not be beating mistreated me, anymore? Master? Let's yeah. beat everybody at the same time. So I think uh, I think we got uh, Johnson's going to join us. For hey, a it's Johnson here in, in the studio. I remember this we're guy. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna kick him off as soon as Hannah gets here because uh, she's a oh, lot yeah. hotter than oh. he is. <laughs> I mean, even I can acknowledge that as a uh, as a as a flaming homosexual. But, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Johnson. Don't take offense. No, no, absolutely she's, not. And uh, uh, you know, she's got less airtime. No, so. I actually, no, actually, she's, she's <laughs> also. She's, no, I'm seriously. I'm, I'm not being. I didn't mean to be shallow. She really is a great co-host. So. <laughs> uh, no, I want to just hop in and, and talk about. Uh, you guys are talking about some of these requirements for these uh, online vendors. Once a company goes public. Um, just because I've been, well, you're a programmer. Um, have you ever heard of Sarbanes-Oxley? I don't think so. Okay, I've well, heard of it. Yeah. I don't recall. It's this uh, really kind of draconian legislation where when, once a company goes public, 
they are required to do all this financial uh, stuff to their database. So it has to follow a very specific and very just terrible format for how the database has to be set up for doing that sort of tax reporting. And it's very stringent. So um, there's definitely some push to make this reporting happen. But I think, you know, the other thing is we're talking about Independence Day, uh, you know, that whole uh, the whole thing over their first Independence Day was, you know, no taxation without representation. And anybody out there, if you look up the Read the Bills Act, uh, we're still not being represented in any way. No, not at all. They're not they're not even reading the laws that they're signing into, you know, that they're putting into action. And uh, until they do that, we're not being represented. It's it's such a farce. It's such a a lie. (laughs) Yeah, well, the whole notion of someone representing thousands of people is kind of, uh, Ian talks about this a lot, is, is kind of ridiculous. But the Read the Bills Act, I think, was the, what, what I keep saying about that is it would actually, I mean, that would actually totally be a huge wrench in their, in their whole, like, gimmick. I mean, the whole, in the, it's like a, it's like a, you know, they're, they're, they're milking the system for, lobbying money you know campaign money and things like that and the lobbyists are getting their way with them and that would actually be a huge wrench in it so it won't ever go through it, yeah oh yeah possibly, absolutely. Not they're gonna not happen. gonna they don't it's want like that if voting stuff. was effective it'd be illegal right so you could call in to the show at 603-435-1105 we'll be back in a moment at free talk live You are listening to the Sunday Internet-only edition of Free Talk Live with Dale. And Johnson. And Puke. And we were talking about independence and what it really means on this Independence Day weekend. And Ty from Tennessee wanted to tune in on what we were, uh, chime in on what we were saying. Ty from Tennessee, you're on the air. Hey, how you guys doing? I, I uh, called in last night on the uh, broadcast show, and I, I said that, I, you know, my name is Ty, and I'm a recovering statist, and uh, asked if there may be a you know, kind of jokingly, if there may be a 12-step program for recovering status like me. It's called Free Talk um, Live. Listen to it for five years. Free, free Talk <laughs> yeah, Live is step one. Uh, but, free State uh, Project is step two. <laughs> you know, step four, I've, profit. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read, there's a science fiction novel that I read a long time ago. I think it was by Stephen R. Donaldson, where one of the main characters was a leper. He had developed leprosy, and one of the things he had to do is he had to periodically, because he lost feeling, he had to do an inventory of his body to make sure everything was there and wasn't touching anything hot or, you know, being harmed. And I feel that way uh, myself where I'm at right now a lot of times. I have to keep doing an inventory of myself of saying, hey, am I approaching this right? I have to look back at my principles of, you know, the uh, non-aggression pact. And uh, and and if I'm you know if I'm trying to be forceful or use force against somebody, you know, so I have I have to I have to constantly mind myself because most of my life I've been programmed into this mindset of of you know the statist mindset. But, you know, uh, that's I, I think there's that's something people ought to be doing no matter what, whether they're recovering status or not. And I think 
most of us who are, you know, who call ourselves voluntarist or, or anti-statist or whatever, uh, are probably in that category of recovering status. But I think that, isn't that something that we should all be doing if we want a better, a better society, if we want to get along better with other people? Shouldn't we always be sort of reevaluating and constantly ch- questioning, uh, questioning our, our principles and, and putting them to the test and figuring out if they actually We should always sense? be skeptical. That's how I feel. Yeah. You should always be questioning yourself. Maybe not questioning yourself, but reevaluating, reevaluating, like you said, to make sure that you do have the right way. Maybe better ideas are going to come along. There's no I th- reason I think you should there's a, discount I mean, them. There's sort of this notion of rejecting dogma, you know, like ba- basically like having a written set of 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 like rules and tenets and everything that you stick to forever and ever and and never question because that means you're not trying to. Yeah, they call it religion. You, yeah, you, you, you're pretending you know everything already and you don't have anything more to learn. And I think once you become aware of the non-aggression principle, everything else becomes fairly self-directed as far as... I think, you, you, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I you know, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I just turned 50. I'm also retired Navy. So I, I spent 23 years. I'm pretty much institutionalized, you know what I'm saying? I had to... You know, I was I was pretty much a free thinker before I joined the Navy, but I was 23 when I did, and but I still find myself every once in a while getting into that you know the the military robot mindset, and I had to whoa I had to break myself. Well, and, it's and, possible. And I, I I spent six and a half years in the Army since I was 17, and uh, you know I I came out of it, so it is possible. It's, I didn't realize you were in that long. Yeah, oh, six wow. and a half years. Okay, I, I was I was only in for two years before they kicked me out. Lucky you. Yeah, I would have been in six, so just a little over two years. Anyway, well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into a little bit more of this idea of of you know using kind of like a twelve step principle or using that inventory uh, to to keep on track. You know, maybe it'll help some other people too, and maybe post a blog and then post it to. Yeah, why not? Blog. If it works for you, it might work for someone else. It, yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Definitely, there's someone out there that'll be a really to relate. Oh, and hey, I also wanted to clear the air a little bit. I I called in after the notorious Sunday show. I okay. was the first caller on Monday, and uh, I think Ian kind of ran with the idea of uh, of it being offensive. You know, the people had <laughs> called in that it. Saying I was, was hoping somebody I... would call in about last Sunday's show. <laughs> uh, on tonight, that is. I know that people have called. You know, like you said well, on Monday. Sunday wasn't it? it was like yeah, two, a Sundays Sundays two Sundays back, ago. Two Sundays wasn't it? Two weeks ago but, today. Uh, you know, I I uh, I got kind of went and got into an email conversation with Ian about well, I, I wasn't offended. You know, offending somebody means that I was violated. I wasn't violated, and I never used the word offended. I I called in and said, you know, they were talking about some pretty unpleasant stuff, right? And that was it. And then it went from there and 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 morphed. Do, so, uh, do you ever watch horror movies? Oh yeah. Okay. It, it, I I think it's kind of uh you know you say you call it unpleasant and and I think there's probably uh you know it's it, I, you know I'm glad you brought, I'm just glad you brought it up because I think there's probably people out there who uh you know it's it was unpleasant for me too but it was still interesting you know like I still <laughs> kind of still wanted to hear it. It's not like we you played <laughs> audio clips or video or anything. We could yeah. it could have been no, much worse. Although anyway. some people want to see that kind of thing too. It's like you ever go to like that's, some people watch homework. horror movies they and they it. want to see like the absolute goriest stuff, but it's fake. You know, you're just sort of right. and it's like and like that show we we're just talking about it. Like I wasn't into. At least ninety nine percent of what we talked about, I wasn't into, but uh, <laughs> but it's still interesting. It's like it's just fascinating that people are, yeah. and also the mindset no, of it. it. So well, yeah. I mean, 
it's just some the, the the part that started getting to me was when we we're uh, the discussion got into uh, uh, actually yeah. removing body parts and consuming them, and it's like uh, wow, you know, uh, just well, that, yeah. That not, mean... and, and like I say, it's not that I wanted you guys to shut up or I'm trying to tell somebody not to talk about it. It's just that you know, if conversations were going to be like that on a regular basis, then I didn't want to. I didn't want to partake in it. That, that's all <laughs> I was trying to get. I was not offended. Oh no, no, that's like totally fine. That's totally fine. And 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 we're in. And again, that was just a one-time experiment, and uh, it's not going to be a regular thing, obviously. But it might be a regular thing on a different podcast. That won't be. Uh, you know, that won't be. This this show is internet only, technically. But there there are we know there are a lot of pirates that choose to broadcast it. So I think it's the smart move to uh, to 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 make it. Um, to I think to keep it to you know on certain on some level so that it's still it makes it a very viable stream for them to broadcast and I think in that sense it's good to just keep the, keep that off of free talk that's, live and do other stuff but I, I think it's a, there were a lot of people who loved it and I think it'd probably be a good thing to do on a different podcast or something and not not that specifically I, uh, but to talk about you know just to talk about unusual subjects or something like that technically minded and I'm thinking about setting up an unlicensed radio station that's quote unquote legal. Under the Part 15, to be kind of like a, a, a local neighborhood broadcast, AM broadcast, and and carry Free Talk Live every night. So, oh yeah, you know. that'd be great. So anyway, and it was good, good to talk to you guys. I just wanted to kind of clear the air there. Okay, thanks, thank you. Ty. Y'all take care. So yeah, that was that's I think it's it's interesting. I think that there's uh you know there's a, there's the people who say well I'm just not interested in it, but. There's a but any show I'm I'm not always interested you know oh yeah in the subject matter I, I'm it, probably one of the few and I people I might turn it off you know? I've heard worse on broadcast radio I mean obviously the environment for broadcast radio has changed in the past ten years but I've heard far worse content than than what went out over the air yeah uh, I think it was ago. just. It I was a shock for the people that normally listen. That I, I think, right. I think it, was it, was more, it was less a discussion about what, I mean, in my mind, I, I saw it as like a discussion of, wow, there, there are people out there that for some reason are into this, and why is that? And it's sort of like a, to me, it's interesting, the psychology. I think that's exactly you know. what happened. It was a shock because it was a break from typical format. And yeah, that's, it, it, and it, and that's, but that's just it. There is a certain format people expect for Free right. Talk Live, and I, and I agree with sticking to that on Free Talk Live. So, uh, and if you do uh, want to call in and talk about anything you like, you can do that at 603-435-1105 on this Sunday internet-only edition of Free Talk Live. We'll be right back. This is Free Talk Live, the special internet-only Sunday edition with Dale. And Johnson. And Puke. And we were talking about this push for new internet sales taxes. Uh, it looks like they're trying again. It's been going on for some time now. They keep trying to put it through. Yeah, when are they not trying to get your money? Yeah. So, and you know, again, it's, it, to, be, to be more fair, we should beat everyone an equal amount, right? We should punish everyone and put <laughs> yeah, everyone through the same torture an equal amount, and that makes it fair, and then that's better, right, than if it were unfair and some people get it. I mean, there's some, I mean, I can understand the people who are, you know, the local retailers and stuff are actually at a disadvantage because of this. 
But there's a lot of other reasons yeah, why but, they're at, they have advantages or whatever over others. Right. So know, I'm sure instead of advocating for no sales tax, yeah. they advocate let's sales tax all the internet providers or because sellers. Because you can grow well. government. You can you can grow government and you can, right, you can it shift shrink. it in your favor or another favor. You can't really shrink it. it uh it hasn't really been shown that it can be shrunk to any significant degree. You yeah. Know? There might be some little tweak here or there, but it always steadily grows. Or, or there will be a revolution where it starts over and then continues to grow from there again. It seems that people get into the system and they can tweak it in their favor or someone else can tweak it a little bit in their favor and they could, there's this constant game, but it always grows through the whole process. So, uh, but with states scrambling for new sources of revenue during what may be a double dip recession, pro tax lobbyists are hoping that they'll have better luck this year. The National Conference of State Legislators applauded Delahunt's legislation, saying he should be commended for allowing states to collect as much as twenty-three billion in new taxes. Yay! So that, that's twenty-three billion. Like, let's say that's a, a correct number. Who I want knows? twenty-three billion. Give well, it to me. Give well, me. The Give me point that money. Is that's that's going to come it. out of the economy. I'm going to kill you. Know, you I, that's what I love about this whole thing. Is someone like, is going to lose twenty three <laughs> yeah. billion dollars. Yeah. No, like some companies. No. It's like during this whole thing, when the economy is just trash. The economy is just in the trash. But meanwhile, <laughs> they feel like it's it's important to keep taking more money from people. Like, well, people are already hurting. It's like, oh, you're you're down a little bit. Let's kick you. Just yeah. over and over again with more taxes. Well, this taxes. is the broken window fallacy, right? I don't right? think that's they think how it works. That there's just 23 just... million new dollars that are going to appear out of nowhere. No, I'm sorry. That's $23 million, or, or excuse me, $23 billion that people will no longer be able to spend. They will, they will be buying the same amount of, or less stuff, yeah. or, or, or the same amount of stuff with like $23 billion. Uh, no, that's not right. Then they will not be able to buy as much stuff is what it comes down to for that twenty three billion dollars. It's gonna it's yeah. gonna come out. So so some someone is losing something. Well, it's gonna be like ble- it's gonna be bled out. Basically, from all what over it the is place. is it's a uniform increase in the price of products. Effectively, yeah, yeah. Everything's gonna cost more, and so it's everyone's gonna get like bled a little bit, and it's not gonna be any obvious harm. It's not like if I just went and like. I mean, like slashed all your tires, you wouldn't go. Yeah. Oh, wow! There's some damage that's been done. This is this is where the broken window fallacy comes from. So the idea is the harm is just it's it's just a little bit from everybody well, all it only, over. It only takes one snowflake you know? to create a blizzard. Yeah, and and so so you don't you don't know how many people's jobs. You know, anyone one. who loses <laughs> jobs after after that happens, you won't know that it's because of that. It won't be overtly apparent. Yeah, but absolutely. It's common sense. It's math. You know, twenty three billion right. was taken out of the economy. And, and, you know, that's where people don't see that. So did the retail industry... Did you guys hear about the Desperate Housewives or something in pop culture? We should talk what? about that instead. Economy <laughs> hurt brain. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's the reason nobody knows what... You know, I, before I listened to any of this uh, libertarian stuff, I had no idea about... I didn't think about any of this stuff because the but only Desperate news... Desperate Housewives taught you something about it? No. no oh. th- my point is, all you ever hear about... In in mainstream media is like you know, they might oh. say there's a new tax, but then they're immediately going to go to some BS that is completely irrelevant, some sort of pop culture, or oh look at this sparkly thing over here, some actually humanitarian was, hit piece. I was really and, amused a couple of days ago. I was online really late at night. It was probably like two or three a.m. And somehow there's like a lot of stuff like Google now is really doing like real time search and trying to keep track of uh, what's going on on Twitter and all these other real time sort of sites where people are able to post and spread rumors and news. And uh, at like three in the morning, just like a couple days ago, there was like a rumor flying around the Internet and it got to the top of like, you know, trending topic on Twitter, trending on, on Google that Britney Spears was dead. 
And she wasn't. <laughs> like, right. She wasn't. But right. I, like, well, Gary Coleman made to make it happen. Yeah. Like when Gary Coleman died, I I have to I have to listen to the the radio at work. They pump it through the intercom system, so I listen to this mainstream radio station, and all they ever talk about is <laughs> pop culture crap. American Idol or what celebrities doing this or that and they they never mention anything about hey guess what there's still a war going on 10 years later <laughs> by the you way know, there are <laughs> still several billion gallons of oil or whatever yeah, well, and, and like are that. people are people learning about the broken window fallacy in their Keynesian economics classes in college yeah, absolutely all, all, not. all over the country it's it's like it's, a, it's, it's, it's a systemic ignorance that's uh essentially it's got to be it, woven into the fabric of our society thanks to know, the government schools are these Seriously, the professors that are teaching these classes are I like they, using are that they word ignorant of means. this concept <laughs> that twenty three billion dollars came out of the economy, the economy all over, just like bled out all over. I are don't they think they do. I the honestly, of that? I well, maybe they do, but or politicians are they, are they, they don't care. Are they just, just not saying it because they just like? I mean, because if you think about it. You can, you know, it's twenty three. You're taking twenty three billion out and putting it back in in other places. So obviously it's going to favor yeah, certain people over the mansion. So you either believe in that it's totally fine to have this sort of cronyism where if you're in with the right people, you get your business gets benefited. You know, you can like in this case, it's going to it's going to benefit the the brick and mortar. They yeah. call them brick and mortar retailers because they will be, they, you know, you'll be punishing their opponents, and the money will be, you know, they'll have to be paying money as well, and then that money can, yeah. you know, they can be, you know, in, well, in that, theory, that goes into part of that the. Uh, the buy local oh, culture, or, or if you, you know, happen to be a company that's local. servicing a state, you know, like like a like a you know some some government organization, because a lot of government organizations they hire companies to do work for them. So if there's extra tax money going to them, then that can go to those companies. So there's there's, there's that kind of cronyism. So you're either for that, you're either for oh, if you're in with the right people, you get special bennies. Yeah. Or you're you're just for manipulating people. Like you you, you maybe you believe that like the the government needs to decide, for instance, that well. We're going to tax porn more because porn is bad, or we're going to tax tobacco more because tobacco is bad. Oh yeah, whatever it is that you're going to manipulate, you're manipulating people's well, market decisions. I just saw this by, evening by all that. Stuff. New York City is now fifteen dollars a pack for a cigarette pack. Oh fifteen dollars for a pack of cigarettes. I was it's wondering insane, the when taxes. it's going to be that the price gets so high that the black market forms. The well, market it's already over. formed. I know of people I know that... it's formed, but like when it takes over, when it's just like Yeah, okay. when it when it becomes just like pro alcohol prohibition right. or the the drug prohibition we have now. Right. Yeah, yeah it will at some point cuz they're just going to keep taxing the ever living crap out of it as though smokers are this endless pit of money. It's got to be to the point already where growing tobacco if you were to illicitly grow tobacco that you would turn a tidy profit. I mean, almost like you know, Maybe. Like yeah, that, well, there's, a, there's a turning. I don't know yeah, about there's, that there's, because you imagine there's some breaking point where it growing, finally becomes viable. Well, see, growing right. tobacco is actually quite difficult. It's not the easiest process to cure it and do it properly. Right. So that's why I think uh, eventually people are just going to say, "Screw it! I'm going to start smoking marijuana or just doing coke or something." Well, you and, know, because you know, who cares? Well, well, tobacco's not, gonna, well, not good for you, and marijuana arguably is a lot better. For well, you. that's true. It actually might be better. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, my opinion. I'm not a scientist, but you know, true. But I mean, it's I also am, it's not I'm the same. No. It's not the same drug in any way. So I, mean, yeah, I don't know that that people are just going to go. Oh, I'm going to start smoking marijuana. Well, and also you can just different. casually walk out of the rest. At the moment, yeah. you can't casually walk out of the restaurant and just have a have a marijuana cigarette. Right. You can have a tobacco cigarette. That's true. But even if you, know. you could, I don't. It's not like it's not the same. I mean, yeah, you're I talking mean, about you know people for, are addicted to a specific substance. That's yeah. true. But I mean, yeah. it's also you know you're talking about like something that's like more similar to having a cup of coffee and then you know marijuana cigarette. You're talking about 
you know, maybe yeah. two to four hours of being high. Yeah, two, two to four hours of I'm not going to get any work done for <laughs> a little while. You know? I don't know that that's I'm true. I'm going to sleep great. You know? I think some yeah. people. I think some people uh, smoke to work. It, to, I think it depends on what you're doing. And, you know, I yeah. think if I'm drawing a comic, you, you know, yeah. Well, wasn't it Van Gogh that loved absinthe? So there you go. Yeah, and then he cut his ear off. So, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I guess it, it really does depend on on. Uh, yeah, I think if you're blocked up, it might maybe it'll free you up or something. If you're, well, I meant like writer's block. Excuse me, not like not like uh, you know. No, no, we're getting uh, too close to the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steer Steer away. Is not Steer away. I'm gonna head out of here and uh, <laughs> Hannah can replace me. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Johnson, for coming. Stick by. around for Hannah. You can call in 603-435-1105 and control the show. This is Free Talk Live. Everybody, go to english.freetalklive.com. If you would like to make twenty to thirty dollars an hour, all online from your home, you'll be conducting English conversations on Skype with folks from other countries, like Japan, for example. So get this: they will pay you handsomely to help keep up their already learned English. Let's say Kaiko from Japan knows that if she doesn't use it, she will lose it. She needs you for your natural English-speaking gift. Konnichiwa. So get the ebook. <laughs> get the ebook and discover how to find these passionate people who will pay to talk to you on Skype. So check out english.freetalklive.com and start your own online English conversation business. That's english.freetalklive.com. You'll love yourself for it. Awesome. And, Hi, I'm Puke. And Dale. And this is Free Talk Live, the internet-only Sunday edition. We are uh, going to talk about the gun myths that Hollywood has perpetuated. Yes. And Hannah is uh, going to join us this segment yay. as well. She's here now. Hi, Hannah. <laughs> Say hello again. Hi. <laughs> yeah, Dale, push the buttons. The first time was Blink just for practice. Lights. There you go. Like warming up. So we're going to talk about gun myths. What kind of gun myths are there out there in the world? I hear that guns are made of fairy dust and they will kill people <laughs> automatically. Actually, and that if you go to Massachusetts and you only have bullets, they will still count that as a gun crime because somehow bullets kill people even without the gun. I don't know. It's crazy. Well, I, this the sort of the magic gun is sort of one of the one of the myths actually, the sort of magic death machine. So we're going to be talking about it in a moment. I was telling my dad about the Free State project and how cool it was. I thought that um people were allowed to open carry in New Hampshire. And of course, he didn't want me to come up here because he was afraid, oh, really? you know, having <laughs> Which peaceful is, people open carry. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's counterintuitive because New Hampshire and Vermont, which actually Vermont has fewer gun laws than New Hampshire. And these are the two of the safest states in the union. And yeah, and since I live in New York City for most of the year, I was I sent him a link uh, of government statistics comparing yeah. crime rates in New York City <laughs> and Keene, New Hampshire. Yeah, the, the the cities with the highest restrictions on private gun ownership are the cities with the highest rate of murders right. and uh, home invasions, things like that. Uh, people don't realize that they think that oh, people with guns are obviously bad, right? Because we see movies and pop culture you know how many murders there are in Keene per year zero really yeah is that like the average or yeah because i mean i'm sure <laughs> someone's been killed in Keene sometime. I, don't, I don't think it works that way i think what? if it's, yeah. if it's the, the number is zero i think it's just zero okay wow yeah. that's well, awesome uh, before we go into gun myths we've and got how many ken, are in new york like we have ken from kansas city let's <laughs> let's give him a chance to talk ken from kansas city you're on the air on free talk live Man, thanks, guys. And by the way, we've uh, here in the metropolitan area. I think we're already up to 103, and it's just now July. So 
Metropolitan area oh. of where? Kansas City. Oh, okay. All these people are dying? We've already up to like 103 deaths, yeah. Wow. Just in the downtown area alone, so. And uh, we challenged uh, the conceal law a couple of years back, and uh, it barely got passed. So, But that's not why I called you guys. Basically, I called because I don't I don't really expect anybody to feel sorry for me, but, as, you know, as far as conceal and carry, I'm a convicted felon. When I was 16, I committed a, an armed robbery with a knife. But, again, I was mm. charged with armed robbery. And, uh, of course, you know, not being able to, find proper work after getting out of prison for two years. Uh, I did uh, sell a little dope, so I got a felony for that. Right. Well, what else now can I'm you do? No one's going to hire a felon. Yeah. You're obviously exactly. pure evil, that's right? My, that's my issue right there. I mean, I understand there is bad people out there, okay? I mean, it's, it's kind of a... Right. Pad. There is bad people out there. I do believe that need to be probably locked away or be some type of rehabilitation. But, you know, I haven't been in trouble in the last decade, decade and a half, and I have a 15-year-old son. I'm 33 now, and and like you just said, that's why I'm calling. I, don't, I can't even find a decent job. The person that I work for now, I'm not going to say, but, you know, treats me very badly, and, uh, you know, I have to take that kind of crap because, again, because I'm a felon, you know, I, I really can't get a decent job or carry a weapon, so if I ever get invaded, I guess I'll just use harsh language. Yeah, well, it, it's just... You... Should try calling in maybe when Mark's here because uh, I don't know if you're aware, but Mark, the the normal co-host, he is a felon himself. Um, but I, you know, I've been to jail. I made mistakes when I was a teenager and was uh, sent to juvenile hall for three days um, for a what they called a bomb threat. It wasn't actually a bomb threat. It was mouthing off to a friend when I was mad about something to do with the school, and the teacher overheard me. Uh, but. You know, I guess lucky for me, that was prior to 9-11 and stuff like that, because if it had been after, I probably would have been charged with some, I don't know, terroristic hoo-ha, whatever. And aren't you a better person because they sent you to jail? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I know that, that my life... Mature? No doubt. I, I will say that, by the way. I went to jail. I mean, I went to adult prison at 16, you guys, so... I mean, I got to see a lot of yeah, that's horrible. at a very young age. And I'm sure you learned so, a lot of great I mean, things, like how to how to hotwire cars or something. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that's well, the rehabilitation. I make mess, so, I mean, if I can say that, I apologize. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. When I got out and I tried to go the right way, I had a, a parole officer, you know, basically, you know, was on me day and night. Yeah. And check stuff. But, you know, when they say get out here and find a job and, you know, try to become a model uh, citizen of society... How can you really do that when no one's like, oh, sorry, we yeah, can't do that? Because the, yeah. all that people will see is the felon. They see that, oh, you're a felon, that's it. You obviously must be bad. People don't want to think about the individual. We're so used to thinking in groups, we this and we that. And so obviously if the government has called you a felon, then you must be a bad person. I've had this problem before trying to it, tell it, people. Most likely that, you know, the thing is too, the, like, you're, you know, the jail, the, excuse me, prison is not the sort of thing that rehabilitates people and makes no, them into better people for what society. What I was saying is I've, I've tried to explain to people that, like, I'm trying to, you know, like when, when friends up here or whatever get thrown in jail, 
people at work who aren't liberty minded, they automatically assume, oh, well, the, well, the police arrested them, so they must be bad, right? The right. police don't do wrong. They don't arrest people that are good people, and it's just because there's so many stupid laws out there. Yeah, you know what I always hear from people whenever you hear some horrible thing, you know, some horrible case of a, it sounds like a horrible case of police abuse or something. You hear someone, well, there must be something, some part of the oh, story yeah, we're not getting. We're, we're taught to just you know? <laughs> think that laws equal good. Until yeah. they see, until they, they can see do no wrong. Of, the the policeman doing something horribly abusive on video, then right. they will say, "Oh, there's something we're not getting in that story." Because but that's, an, of course, accept- we're that's always, an exception. We're to always the rule. we're always getting filtered news. We're always getting the news straight from police themselves, mm-hmm. and then the other person is in jail. You know, so you're not really so. There's this really pristine. It's like it's like listening to American history in a, in an American public in a school that's paid for with tax money from America. Mm. Yeah, it's it sounds great. You know. I mean, you're getting a filter. You're getting it all filtered, you know. Hey, can I say this real quick? I mean, look, mm-hmm. I, I do have a job, and it, this is very hypocritical. I used to sell dope for a living. Now I pass prescription medicines that the government loves to uh, get the people <laughs> yeah. basically yeah. mentally brainwashed. Because I'm, I'm a medication technician. Uh, I work for a crappy uh, place, of course, like I said. But I, I basically pass, you know, Klonopin, Zoloft, Paxils, Vicodins, you name it, and yet. I'm working here because they basically, you know, have given people chances, but, you know, they also pay me $7 an hour, yeah. you know, so right. when I, you know, I should, I can't even barely make that a oh, bottom line. And I appreciate you guys really taking my calls, man. Keep the faith. Cause I'm, I'm a new listener. I've just started listening to you guys. You guys are awesome. Oh, we're glad to have you. Make you. me feel yeah. like there's a chance out there for people like myself. But again, be Come out to New Hampshire. I, I think you'll get. Uh, I think you'll find a lot more people or a lot more understanding about, you know, people. That's what I was going to ask. People deserve a second I chance. I mean, I'm a, like I said, I'm a single parent, 15 year old kid. I mean, is there somebody? Uh, is, there, is there something for a person like me out in, in Keene? Sure, I would think so. Well, what do you mean by is there something? I mean, like, I mean, are, are they really? Uh, not as harsh on felons out in New Hampshire as they are here. In well, Kansas. I don't. I wouldn't say it's a New Hampshire thing particularly. What I would say is there is a network, a growing network of liberty-loving people out here. Well, you know what? And that what is you... starting to change things. But I, I, you know, I would say it's not it's not hunky dory utopia over here. Yeah, I'm just saying that it's there getting are, better. There are corporations and stuff in New Hampshire that are just like any corporation. Anywhere you're going to find the HR person is just going to look at, at some record and and make a decision, but Maybe what you could find easier up here is you might be more easily accepted by the Liberty community, and you might find some way to get or open your own business. And thus, and engage complete, in agorism, too. Yeah, I, I think like you could just, for... just start doing something yourself, like the last biscuit. Mom a lot, a lot of people something. are doing that out of necessity because, you know, it's getting to where it's, uh, you know, the... Work, you know, trying to just work a job for a big company, you don't have much control over your life. Yeah. And a lot of people out of necessity, for one reason or another, are doing... Take, doing very innovative things, whether starting their own business or, or you know, working for someone in a sort of under the table way, maybe or something like that. Yeah. But, but the point is that so there's I can't a lot even of get options. That you government can... aid. Yeah, I have to pay taxes, but yet I can't. I can't even apply for a grant, you guys, because I'm a felon. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just how it is. Bottom line, yeah, keep the faith. Want that love, you guys, man, and uh, right, well, thank you for taking my call. Oh, guys. gladly. Thanks for calling too. in. So this is the Sunday Internet-only edition of Free Talk Live, and we'll be back shortly. You can call in at 603-435-1105 and take control of the show.
You are listening to the Sunday Internet-only edition of Free Talk Live, the show where you can call in and control the show. Call 603-435-1105. This is Dale. And Hannah. And Puke. And we were talking about the gun myths that Hollywood has perpetuated. And uh, I was just trying to trying to get that article up. And it isn't Yes. Up. Get that article up now, Dale. Yeah. Faster. Way to come prepared. Come on, man. But Puke, uh, why don't you talk about, like, what, what, are, what is it? I know you've seen stuff in, in Hollywood movies that uh, you've Okay. Um, well, one thing that really bothers me is you always see characters with their finger on the trigger when they shouldn't. There's the the uh, the never ending. That's not a gun myth necessarily. That's just, but it's a that's, bad yeah, habit that poor they're, gun they're, habits, they're yeah. about gun safety. It gives gun owners a bad reputation. True. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I guess a myth would or be teach, uh, you know, guns that never run out of ammunition. Hold on and uh, hold that thought. Okay. And we're going to talk about it after we talk to our next caller. You are on Free Talk Live. Who's this? Hey, how you doing? It's Dave in Montana. Dave, how you doing? Hey, yo. <laughs> Hey, Dave. Hey, yo, man. Adrian. Hey, Adrian. How you doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're doing hey, great. Uh, this, this Second Amendment thing, the the deal is the gun grabbers, they they use uh, that uh, word regulated, meaning that they think that means that you put rules on it. You could put rules on it. But it means is to be well-regulated, works well, like a well-regulated watch. And for a militia to be well-regulated, that means all the people should have guns because when the militia is called, it already works. Everybody got their gun already. It's well-regulated. It works well. You call a militia, people show up with guns. So the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And, and they're trying to say that that word regulated means that they can make regulations. But no yeah. way in hell did the forefathers mean that. It meant yeah, to well, mean work well. Yeah, I've, I've heard this as well, that, you know, essentially back in the day when they wrote that well-regulated meant well-organized. You know, it didn't, it didn't mean a butt-ton of rules from the government to control right. everything. Yeah, a regulator, like, you know, there's a, that's a technical term as well. Yeah. And you have a regulator. It's, it's, it's something that limits Right, it limits in some way. No, uh, no, well, no, no, that's a regulator. There, it, if you yeah. look up the meaning, there's two different meanings. Well, well, I'm thinking the, of a govern. If it, yeah. to govern is to limit. Actually. That's true. And, a and, governor. And that's what, and I think I'm getting that mixed up. Well, see what the, what the problem is is that languages change. You know, the meanings behind these words constantly evolve, and we're using this document that's over 200 years. Uh, you know, and, since and government it was corrupts the language for their yeah. For there's that too in order to get certain. Yeah. Because right. if you that, you convince people that yeah, so it it should say a well organized militia. Honestly, if it was in the you know the common parlance of today, so that's where you know. But then again, what does it matter? Uh, the the Supreme Court's going to interpret it however the hell they want. So it's kind well, of a I moot point. This, I figure it this way: once we couldn't have mo- well. When it was written there, you could get a musket and a cannon and be equally armed as the government. So, but right now we can't equally arm ourselves to the government. So, the no, Second Amendment true. really is mute. the The ultimate Second Amendment now is being played, and that's like the atom bomb, bio weapons, and 
you know, the little people are added a added a question of the the true Second Amendment. You know, we could right, but we you don't really need we could gather with our pea shooters and stuff and make a big problem for them. But well, you don't need to do that though. You can create a much larger problem by simply not obeying them and teaching other people that they don't have to obey either. Well, you know, there's, we don't need to kill people. A whole bunch of educated gorillas. That's a <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah the the problem is that it gives them a nice convenient excuse to come back hard with really a lot of violence, and everyone just cheers them on for it. So it it ends up, you know, it's, I don't think that's going to be the way we're going to get to liberty. Now, as far as people being able to be armed for various reasons, you know, that's obviously, that's a no-brainer, I think, you know, to, but I don't think it's going to get us, I don't think we're going to get liberty by, by arming up to the teeth and then threatening government or something. Oh, no <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no desire to have any sort of weaponry that compares to what they have. Yeah, mil- exactly. Like massive sit-ins, you know, like just stop contributing to the to the chaos. Well yeah, I mean if you think of it like there if you think of the of this whole system as a big machine and we're all cogs in it, we're all moving and performing our role in it, we're all being ordered to do something, we do it and we all it's like a in a way it's just, I, I don't want to call it a well-oiled machine, but you know, in terms <laughs> like of a, serving them it kind of is. It's a very poorly oiled rusty machine. It, it, it is. Still, in terms of serving them it is kind of a way. Taxes right. and keep everything going. You know, we use their money. You know, did right? You, yeah. I mean, did, yeah. Did you have any thoughts for us tonight, Dave? No, that's about it. Just All right. Well, thanks for calling us. Yeah, thanks, Dave. All right. Uh, you, you guys have a good night. Yeah. The thing Happy is, Independence like, Day. I don't want to call it a well a well oiled machine, except if you think of it in terms of a machine that serves their purposes. You know that they. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like in that a, sense, it's kind of a well oiled machine. You know. Yeah. And, it, uh, it works really well in it. ruining everything. If you think touches. of all these interconnected <laughs> cogs, if one cog just sort of decides to stop moving. Yeah. You know, now all of a sudden it's or it's, many it's of interfering them, yeah. with all the other cogs that are connected to it directly or indirectly to some degree. Right. We don't, and so so it's actually you know it's it's, it's like a cog turning into a yeah. Ridge. There's there's no need for the sort of cold war of all the citizens need to have nukes as well as the government in order to keep them in check. It's it's about a a, a, a willpower more or less because the the people, if they just don't agree with what the government does, the government will go away. Because the government, you know, it does. It's, it's we're, just, in a way we're all playing our part in it. We're a, in a way yeah. we're a bigger part than the bureaucrats and the politicians and stuff because we're propping them all up with yeah, our if, activities. If, if all you know? of the citizens or we're paying, we're yeah, paying for that it. Word. We're, vote, the people, we're going and voting and playing these games. Yeah, to help if people keep didn't obey <laughs> or didn't agree and just didn't do all the things that the government people want us to do, then they couldn't. They wouldn't have any power over us. You know, it, it, it doesn't need a violent revolution. You don't need to kill anybody. You can just ignore them and then do what you want. I've heard it described as a as a chimera. A chimera is like this horrible beast. The closer you get to it, and you know, it's 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 just a it's just an illusion. It's just it's nothing. I missed part of this conversation, but are you talking about agorism? Well, well, we were talking. We were about, talking about the, the second sort of amendment. subject of guns. Okay. Second Amendment and guns came up, and right. sort of veered into the discussion of what, what what do you actually, you know, obviously not a vector, very effective tool ultimately for for like right, a, right. A dealing with an abusive government. Right, and Gandhi, we were Gandhi about used peace, peaceful methods, mm-hmm. and and you know the uh, of course people did get injured and died, but you know his activists just stood there and let the British beat the crap out of them, and that was far more powerful than if they had tried to take over the British. 
They would have got. Uh, the, they would have. Yeah, they would have had their their they butts handed not to been them. Successful. Yeah, so, I don't know if that's. It's, I don't want to. I don't want to say. Well, yay, they got beat up, but at yeah, the same no, time, it, like they they would have gotten. They would have anyway, or or killed, and uh, or both. You know, yeah, I'm I believe sure they, it, a lot of them were killed. Actually, effective. a yeah. lot of them were killed. I don't actually, think that's but, a, the primary reason for owning a gun and open carrying. I think it's it for. It seems like it would be more to deter criminals. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what we're saying. And and we actually didn't something. even get into it's government. It's also use it or lose it, right? You know, like you know, the rights. If we don't use our rights, we lose them. And yeah, it's, it not, always cracks me up when there are gun owners out there who like to you know conceal carry and everything. And and you know, the gun gun rights keep getting whittled away. Mm-hmm. And and they and they have this notion: oh, don't upset them; they'll it'll happen faster or something. Yeah. Like no, no, <laughs> uh, you really need to like you need to start carrying a gun and get people you know to stop thinking of it as this right. horrible thing for people to do. Because but I think in terms in terms of actually combating the government i think cameras are a more effective tool for that yeah, yeah absolutely and, and it, it's, it's like weird said, for me to be saying this education information it's I, you know i have to qualify this by saying i don't carry i i don't uh-huh. carry i'm i'm I actually personally it's not for me but i'm just saying for the people out there who are gun owners and who are concealed carrying i would I, say open carry you know i mean so, when you can sometimes it's yeah. not always practical well see i i would disagree with that because well maybe because the culture the way it is now i don't open carry mm. because i prefer people don't know Okay. I don't want to be, you know, because I see it as if I am open carrying, I might be the first target. I guess it's I like, cause I guess right I now, can understand. Nobody, nobody really opens carries. I think people do mm-hmm. it uh, conscientiously for certain events and things like that. So it's yeah, use like it I, as a, I will sometimes, yeah. but mainly I just prefer people don't need to know. Yeah. So when we come back, we'll be talking about five ridiculous gun myths everyone believes thanks to movies. Uh, it's Damn movies. Something we were going to talk about a while back and we didn't get to. You can call in 603-435-1105 and control the show. This is Free Talk Live. You're listening to the internet-only Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in at 603-435-1105. This is Dale. And Hannah. This is Puke. And in case you haven't noticed, you can now advertise on the Sunday internet-only show. So Whoa, that's awesome. At, uh, at lower, at, uh, <laughs> significantly lower rates than the regular broadcast show Monday through Saturday. So Even more awesomeness. Yeah. If you're interested in broadcasting, uh, or if you're interested in, in advertising, you can talk to Ian or Mark or me, or you know any of, any of the hosts on the, on the Sunday show. I'm Dale at FreeTalkLive.com. So we were talking about the gun myths. We were going to get to the gun myths finally. It's funny how it's funny. Yeah, it's funny how the the um the 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 topic of discussion is very organic on Free Talk Live, and I kind of like that. People, oh, I like to do. That's what. Uh, honestly, I think that's what attracted me to the show. Five five years ago, when I started listening, is the fact that they don't. I you know, there is. It's not like uh, your typical talk radio where it's some blowhard who's like, "I'm going to talk about this for five hours," <laughs> and and they and stay the, on that. Topic yeah, and they're just the like, "Blah blah, blah me me me." Uh, who cares? <laughs> I don't give a crap. And it's really incredibly easy to get on the air on free. Talk yeah, Live. that's pretty cool. Too. It is. It's, you know, right now the lines are clear, so if you call in right now, yeah. you can get through six zero three four three five one zero five. Which makes gonna... me wonder when they get really popular, how, how they're going to handle that. Because that's, you know, when, like, <laughs> well, the door's you know, constantly lit up. It's 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 kind of, it's nice right now that, you know, it's not, the calls aren't screened. I you mean, have to I make think a reservation. Yeah. Someone will talk to you and get there your you name go. and where you're calling from <laughs> and everything, but they aren't going to keep you from talking to the, to the show. You're, True. You, you, you'll pretty much get through. So, 
We were going to talk about five ridiculous gun myths everyone believes thanks to the movies. And you talked about gun safety and how they mislead everyone and show the they well, handle yeah, guns horribly a, and everything. That's not really a myth. It's, just, myths. it's yeah. just piss poor uh, safety practices that you see in advertisements everywhere and commercials and whatnot. There's and always, it always bothers me because always I'm, with the finger on the trigger. That's yeah, bad. if they ever get their hand on a gun, maybe they'll be in a situation where they're you know suddenly scared, but someone's breaking into their house or something, and they've got a gun, but they don't really haven't really learned how to use it. They're going to start off right off the bat by yeah. doing dangerous things. <laughs> so uh, even in gun crazy America, most of us aren't shooting things as part of our day to day routine. So most Americans actually know very little about guns. This is from Cracked.com, by the way, which is your favorite much, website. It's one of my favorite. It's you know, it's well, it's all factual. You know, it's like indisputable information. Oh, that's true. I've never read anything which is online true of that was many things on the internet, but but especially in Cracked.com. But yes. No, I mean, you, you obviously, it's uh, you know, it's an article like anything you else. They reference, they reference. This is what we call things. satire. Yep. Uh, but um, <laughs> but you know, there's but it's uh. It's good stuff. Hollywood writers realized this a long time ago, and being writers used it as an excuse to never do any fact-checking ever again. <laughs> so, gun myth yeah, number five, silencers, <laughs> silencers turn gunfire into a gentle whisper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I, really, I like doing this true. show while Puke is on, on because yeah. he oh. knows a lot more. I don't more. even know what that one means. So. He is oh. the guy to talk to <laughs> well, should, about this. See, that's why... Sil- Guns and lenses, right? Well, and cameras. So. Yeah, there we go. Lenses, cameras. I like shooting stuff, whether it's with a gun or a camera, <laughs> I guess. But and the camera uh, is the new gun. So. Well, see, I, I should just point out that that's why silencer is actually an incorrect term. Um, the the actual term is a suppressor mm. because it suppresses the sound; it doesn't silence it. So there's another myth. And then another myth that I don't know if they talk about it or not is uh, suppressors in movies and stuff or video games anyway uh, reduce the effectiveness of the gun. Like it it can't shoot as well, right. and that's a myth also. The, the suppressor gonna, doesn't affect. You're the getting ahead of, the of me. Bullet. Right. No, it's okay. That's cool. That's a, you're just, I just you know, know too much. You're just showing that. I'm a gun know. nut. Yay. So, uh, you know, I've seen it in things like The Line of Fire, Die Hard 2, No Country for Old Men, Shooter, and practically every James Bond movie. The myth is that cautious spies and assassins know that if you're going to take out a bad guy in an office or a library, yeah. be sure to use a silencer. It Damn turns the concussive bang into a neutered beep. So itty-bitty handguns aren't the only things you can silence. Giant freaking shotguns can even be fitted with a special silencer that renders them inaudible in quiet suburban neighborhoods. That That's like in, uh, No Country for Old Men. Yes. Good movie. Uh, it was, actually, yeah. It's, it's not a happy-go-lucky necessarily kind of movie. Not Dis- terribly. It's not a happy-go-lucky no. Disney movie kind of thing, but it's a good movie. Also, no. while silencers look all slick and expensive and fancy, Hollywood says pretty much any long hollow tube will do the job. Grab a two-liter, yeah, no. stuff it with socks or something, and you can be just as dangerous as Mark Wahlberg and Shooter. Woo! Yeah, suppressors, well, they are expensive. They got that correct. But mm-hmm. um, mainly the reason they're expensive is thanks to tax stamps. Cause oh, they're, yeah. They're actually taxed well, I, I think they're also the talking about the fact that people do makeshift ones that are presumably Yeah, the, uh, cheaper. you know, like putting a, uh, what is it, a pillow over the muzzle or something? Not, uh, yeah. not really going to silence it And they it talk about a two-liter bottle stuff with socks. I yeah. Mm, not really. No. Yeah. <laughs> The problem, exploding gunpowder uh, exploding gunpowder is loud. I hate gunpowder. <laughs> really loud. As loud as a jet engine. Well, that's not Sorry. entirely true. That's a myth. Uh, is jet it? engines well, I guess, are really, really... Uh, you, it, I've also worked on jets. And well, the, really, the thing really, about really, sound, really though, is it's also like where you are relative to it. So maybe they mean like, you know, you're firing a gun, it would be right in front of you. Yeah. Versus like if you're, you probably wouldn't be standing like, you know, the same distance from the jet engine. And so, you know, from a certain distance, That's it's true. probably about that loud is the idea, I think. 
maybe. So, so I I, that's my guess. But you know, y- you must not dispute cracked. Cracked is indisputable. Sorry, Sorry. I forgot. <laughs> a little mil- it, you know, it's, yeah. it, they make a lot of jokes, so it's hard to say. Like this is the factual information. Yeah, that's and this true. Is the joke like, we're what, what, making what? about the factual information. <laughs> so I'll let you get back to it. <laughs> that's fine. A little metal tube won't do a whole lot to stop that. This is what a suppressed handgun actually sounds like, and then they link a, a video. So what we we uh yes. I, I I'm not as I'm not as technical technically inclined as Ian, so I don't know how to make it. So we well, it's really easy. Go, just go to a YouTube and look up somebody firing a suppressed pistol. There you go. And listen to it and realize, oh, <laughs> that's still loud. But if you can't watch the video, let's sum it up. It still sounds like a freaking handgun. It does not make a soft foot that you could mistake for a kitchen uh, for a kitten landing on a pillow. <laughs> An unsilenced gunshot is around 140 to 160 decibels. That's in the range where hearing it once can permanently damage your ears. That's why we wear ear protection when, when people go shooting. Mm. Yes. Hopefully. An unsi- uh, <clears throat> a silencer can get all the way down to 120 or 130 decibels, uh, or about the sound of a jackhammer. Still yeah, loud enough to cause physical pain if it's close enough to you. So a silencer really just makes a large gun sound like a smaller gun. If you're James Bond and are sneaking into the enemy's compound with a silenced pistol, you're basically hoping the guards will decide your gun is too small and wimpy to be a serious threat and leave you be. <laughs> Well, um, so there's two other things I can add to that is that you cannot suppress uh, hypersonic bullets uh, like the nine millimeter sized bullets actually go over the speed of sound. Thus, they create a little tiny sonic boom. Forty five wow. millimeter or forty five caliber handgun ammunition is what they suppress. And you cannot suppress a pistol or a revolver because the, the noise and the gases escape around the cylinder. Wow! So yeah, I did not see that's that. the other thing too is you you have to have sub subsonic ammunition and it has to be a semi-auto. It can't be a revolver. So all right, well we have a caller that might be interested in coming in on this subject. You are free talk live. Who's this? Oh hi, this is Yadra. Hi Yadra in New Hampshire, correct? Correct. And did you have a thought? To, did you have something to say about uh, gun myths, or did you have something else to talk about? I was looking to talk about uh, Independence Day. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> talk oh, away, Yadra. You're on, you're no, on the air Take right initiative now. as an independent person. Hey, <laughs> nobody said I was on the air. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, I think I did say you were um, on the air. Uh, well. really? oh, That's okay, though. Well, I was going to check out my microphone for because... Wow, it must have worked out well. Okay, you know what? Since uh, the break's coming up, we will have you. We'll talk to you right after the break. Okay. All right. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in at six zero three four three five eleven zero five and control the show. This is Free Talk Live, the show where you can control the show. Just call in at 603-435-1105. This is Dale. And Hannah. I am Puke. <laughs> and we have Yadra waiting through the break to talk about Independence Day. Yadra, you're on the air. Talk away. You are Hi on there, the air this time. <laughs> Before I get into the uh, the Independence Day topic, I wanted to say that uh, I'm really enjoying the uh, Sunday call-in show format because... Uh, it's very much more relaxed. I like it. I don't have to feel like I'm having to produce enough value in my call, enough good radio. <laughs> to what? You better produce what you some. You better produce some good value for my show. <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to say about us Sunday guys? Well, We're well, real people, I, I, you know. 
<laughs> I aim to, but without the national audience, it's a lot less nerve-wracking because uh, I don't have to feel like I'm I'm trying to keep up the free talk live quality for uh, 79 affiliates mm-hmm. or however many we're at now. Nah, you All should right. never feel that. All right. Just well, I don't want you to feel pressured and stuff, but, you know, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, to discuss Independence Day, I, I wanted to rely heavily on uh, the excellent mind of Larkin Rose, whom I actually... Uh, Indirectly, finally got to meet at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival of 2010 just recently. Yeah, yeah, he was um, at Pork, well, in Pork Fest. I'm mm-hmm, sorry. Uh, yeah, I noticed he was at Pork Fest. Yes, well, he gave an excellent speech there. But I came across uh, videos on his YouTube channel, which I would recommend to the listenership uh, for seeing the excellence of his argument about what exactly Independence Day is. He do you want to? Do you know that like what his YouTube channel is called? In case people want to check it out. Very good point, very good point. I'm actually planning to post this to uh, freeking.com, as I am a blogger there myself. Okay. But let me take a quick look. At any rate, um, his, uh, his argument is pretty fantastic. Um, it is basically that the, uh, the founders were really incredibly criminal, in that, uh, and freedom is always illegal, basically. So that people who are celebrating the uh, Independence Day holiday, they never really give much thought to it, do they? Well, yeah, no, because they don't even call it Independence yeah, Day anymore. Yeah, they call it 4th of July. It, calling it 4th of July mm-hmm. for some people, if you talk to someone who's like an ultra-conservative America lover, I shouldn't say just ultra-conservative, but usually it's that's the case I find is is that if you want to get really stereotypical. But you talk to someone <laughs> who's a real big America fan and a uh, big nationalist type, and you call it 4th of July, that's a bit like you know being obsessed with Santa Claus for Christmas when Christmas is about Jesus. So it's like it's, it's sort of the same idea. There's like the real meaning of the holiday that gets lost in in the barbecues and the and the fireworks and everything. Um, and well, I, so, I wouldn't get offended at someone calling it the Fourth of July, but I prefer to call it Independence Day because I think it reinforces the idea of being independent. Yeah, I think that mm-hmm. I think you know the the actual like Yadra's saying the original the actual point of the holiday. I don't think it's really about independence. It's about right. nationalism. And independence would be something about individual in- independence, and that's what we ought to be celebrating. On. Right. Let's go ahead and take it, and let's uh, let's re- let's reclaim it as a real independence. Well, you know what's day. interesting is Mexico calls their Independence Day the same way, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, they call it by the day too. So there's an interesting the word trend. But yeah, now, Yaja, did you have, you, were, you were talking about Larkin Rose's take on it, right? Ah, uh, yes, I was. I was indeed. And actually, his uh, YouTube channel is quite simple. It is. Uh, L-A-R-K-E-N-R-O-S-E. Okay. Well, there you go. Yep. It'd be easy to do and, a search uh, so, on that. Well, I really, I guess I, I don't have a really a scripted statement laid out yet. I mean, if I were going to read what? his entire statement, which takes like half an hour. Oh, but, no, yeah, um, yeah. That, that, um, that I shall be posting on freeking.com. I wanted to mention that. But, you know, I could get into a couple of other points if, if you're interested. Um, the um, uh, Savannah Last Biscuit, I'm sure our listeners are familiar with. Um, I, I was wondering if any of the uh, co-hosts uh, this evening have been familiar with uh, the fact that apparently they are moving to Keene in the August 2010 yeah, vicinity. It's going to be Keene Last Biscuit, I hear. Oh, I had, I had yeah. heard they were yeah. interested, but I did not know there were like, there was like a date and that it sounded that it sounds pretty solid. It sounds like the plans yeah, are coming together. Like, yeah. She even has a Facebook There's page now, so we know it's official. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, Hannah. Yes, very much so. Hello? That's where I got the news myself. It, very exciting. Uh, it sounds like she's she's agri- going agorist, right? She's her plan is to go oh, agorist up here, like she does. As far as I know. Okay, yeah, I know absolutely. she uh, she was um yeah, she's an agorist business in Savannah, 
And it sounds like she's planning on continuing that up here, which I think is just wonderful because it was such a booming success at, at uh, Pork Fest. I think probably it's already been discussed that she used up all the flour in all the local grocery stores and went to the <laughs> next town over and used up all of their yeah. flour. Well, it was I believe it was a particular type of flour. Okay, not, not all the flour in existence. But. It was oh, okay. worth it though because but, her but, food was. Yeah, yeah she still, couldn't make any more because she was out. There was of, no flour. Yeah, to to eliminate all of one type of like self rising flour or whatever in a town is pretty crazy. Yeah, it was popular. Yeah, and and and, and the other food at Porkfest was very popular as well. Seems like every food vendor ran out of mo- at least most of their really popular foods. And with you know, yeah. maybe a few things left over, but but you know, I know there was a Thai food person who all their meat ran out, all their meat dishes ran out, and they they had nothing but vegetarian dishes left. No, and, so in other words, yeah. no food left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I from think a certain was, point, I of think Park Fest was a smashing success for every agorist enterprise this year. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was a great time. Anything else, Yadra? Uh, that was mainly it. Although I guess I could elaborate uh, further on the Savannah Last Biscuit, soon to be Keen Last Biscuit. Uh, is that apparently from the Facebook page, uh, it looks like they're going to be a lot more flexible in what foods will be available, and they'll actually encourage uh, local activists to help expand the menu. Oh, okay. Well, from what I understand, they yeah. do that in Savannah as well. Boiled peanuts. Yeah, I, I seem to recall that now. Like guest chefs for the day or to do specials or whatever. Boiled peanuts. <laughs> that's apparently, a George apparently Dale likes boiled peanuts. I love yeah. boiled peanuts. I'm not and a fan. It's, it's kind of <laughs> a very, it's, 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 it's sort of a... Southern, yeah. Whenever we'd go fishing, we'd pass people that were making boiled peanuts, and they'd, you'd see a cauldron right in their front yard. Yeah, They're or like, fairs. Yeah, or fairs. fairs yeah. Usually, I, 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 my, uh, the tradition for me is always getting some on the way to the lake or something when we we're either going to be riding in the boat or fishing or ah. both. And uh, so it was like a special treat that you just got in those situations because, you know, they're just, they weren't like common fair and they're not really common fair enjoy you just have to kind of go out into rural areas where they just make them and right so i'm thinking that would be really cool at like free keen fest or something like that there you go uh or maybe be cool for savannah last biscuit to offer boiled peanuts who knows just yeah. a thought well i'll let you get back to the uh the gun myths there that was very interesting that the uh these uh suppressors actually reduce the accuracy in games i didn't realize that yeah it's they're not supposed to they're they're not actually they don't actually affect it in any substantial degree nope. is that the idea no it's just a barrel extension that uh reduces the flow of the gas out of the muzzle that's it okay and it doesn't change the direction of the bullet or make it less accurate or make no. it not go as far or as nope. hard or hit as hard unless you have a really really crappy suppressor oh, okay <laughs> it might well, that's probably true that would be a, bad a crappy gun probably makes it not work as well too so true i'm sorry i was just going to interject one more thing about um savannah last biscuit and and all of the food vendors at Porkfest is what I think is so cool is that most of them or maybe even none of them have government issued licenses to be selling food. And yet they were extremely successful and they're, it's just a testament to how, what, how good quality their food is. I don't think anyone, I don't know of anyone getting sick. No. Right. And there was an awful lot of drinking, so they should have gotten sick for that if nothing else. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can't really blame that yeah. on the food vendors. If, you're, so, so if you have your food, food with vendor. like uh, 12 shots of Everclear, then uh, you can't blame the food when you throw up, okay? I'm thinking <laughs> next year I'm going to start making, I'm going to make a homemade dysentery pizza, and as soon as you touch it to your lips, you get, you get dysentery, and I, I'm pretty certain that'll sell out. All right. Sounds good to me. Dysentery is diarrhea for people that don't know. I guess. All right. Thanks, Shadra. Thanks for <laughs> that calling That was a in. joke. <laughs> <laughs> So you can call in at 603-435-1105. Till then, we're going to talk about guns, specifically guns in the movies right. and how silly they are. And how people that don't know anything about guns that write movies completely F everything up. Oh, yeah. Why don't they get a <laughs> consultant when they have... Uh, they, especially for something that, again, you, you know, 
gun safety is so important. If you are gonna if you are gonna get into guns or whatever, then you know the the most the first thing you ever teach someone someone is how to handle it and safely. Yes, and how to you know puke. You could even yeah. start your own business, gun consulting. Yeah, maybe I could. There actually are There's, there are people in Hollywood that do that. They you know they're they're veterans or something, and they just mm-hmm. start a company that uh, consults on military films and stuff like that. Well, we will definitely consult with you, and we're doing some films, and we'll definitely consult with you about that. So the number four gun myth is that machine guns are magical death machines. Oh, they are. <laughs> yeah. magical. All you have to it's do is amazing. just point and spray. Yeah. We're going to be talking about that after the break. In the meantime, you can call 603-435-1105 on this special internet-only Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. And you get your gun. Everybody, welcome to the interwebs. This is the internet only free talk live. Yes, this is so cool. Did you know there are smart folks all over the world who need to meet you? Why? Well, if you're from an English speaking country, then check out english.freetalklive.com right this very second to find out. If you're listening to this podcast, then pause it right now and check out the site. Go to english.freetalklive.com and discover how to create your own online business. All you need to get started is the ebook, the internet, Skype, a webcam, and a microphone. What an inexpensive way to become your own boss that oversees a rewarding and challenging job that requires your unique creativity and passion. Pause the podcast and visit english.freetalklive.com right now. The only skill you need is to be able to speak English. Well, you can't pause it right now. It's live. This is live at the moment. But now it's a podcast. Aha! Do you know what you're listening to? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, for the people, as long as the people on the other end know whether this is live or a I podcast. I would hope so. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Dale. And Hannah. And this is Puke. And we were talking about ridiculous, this is ridiculous gun myths that everyone believes because the movies are teaching people horrible, stupid things about guns. And we were talking about number four, which is that machine guns are magical death machines. This is from Cracked.com, which is always indisputable facts. And you might have seen it in Starship Troopers. Well, that's futuristic, so who knows if they've got, you know. Yeah, they've also got are, giant bugs and such. So. Yeah, mm. The Mummy, Max Payne, Commando, and every John Woo movie. Or Scarface. any of the Rambo films, those are pretty horrible. Yeah, it's for the guns. <laughs> you know, yeah, most people are counting when they when they have a revolver. It used to be that revolvers were always in the movies, and and people would count six shots. You know, yeah. oh, they fire more than six shots, right? But they don't count like machine guns. You know, and this is sort of yeah, what I was right. getting into. The myth is that it's an old joke by now that nobody runs out of bullets in action movies unless it's suddenly convenient to the plot. That is, <laughs> Hollywood shows some restraint with revolvers, usually no more than ten or eleven shots per six shot cylinder. <laughs> But damn, do they go hog wild with anything that fires full auto. So much so that most of us have wound up with an utterly ridiculous concept of how these guns work. They're seriously depicting these things firing 100 times more bullets than they can actually hold. Yes. Does that that sound about right to you, Puke? Yeah, it does. Because you can't actually see the bullets in a machine gun, Hollywood takes this as a blank check to treat the inside of a gun as a magical bullet factory. (laughs) So in Commando, we see Arnold fire without changing magazines for what seems like half the movie. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Commando God mode is what they're calling the video. The problem. Oh, <laughs> the problem. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I did it's watch God, that video. Yeah. I know. You, <laughs> yeah where he's just he's just shoot, shooting with the. I think it's an M16, isn't it? Or probably an. Uh, 
I, I don't. I, I I watched it, but it's been a while, oh, and anyway, I don't know guns yeah, that well. Just, I might. It, I might see it, not know what type it is. He's just shooting at all of these. Uh, you know the, the what are they like? They're supposed to be Cubans or or Colombians or something. In this think, compound, and he's just standing there. Oh yeah, they're they're shooting them, at him and, they're, and yeah. never hitting, and, and he's they, just spraying them and just taking yeah. them out like you know. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and he's firing from the hip, doesn't not even aiming. Yeah. Oh, if only it was that easy. Lovely. I think I just lost like half my fans when I said, "Oh yeah, I don't know anything about guns." I would look at it and wouldn't know what it was. But it's kind of <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's not really that. It's not that bad. I mean. I'm I'm a little better since I moved to New Hampshire because I hang yeah. around I hang around a bunch of gun nuts like you and uh, yeah I've I've never out. even shot a gun before so really what yeah. oh that will last oh, long yeah that will yeah. last long once you're up here <laughs> you'll 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 fire one at least to yeah. you know if nothing else just to learn the the basics and safety tips and all that stuff okay unless so, you really don't want to I don't <laughs> no I I do I yeah do. I don't I don't expect anyone to fire yeah. a firearm that doesn't want to no no it's I mean totally you know, up to them usually people you know it's it's other people are doing it and you go along and then it's you know it might be fun I it's like it's fun for me but I get tired of it quickly yeah like I I I, I to the point where I don't care that much about going anymore yeah until I shoot I I mean, like I would go and I would have fun for a little while and after a while I'm like yeah I really don't want to reload anymore and <laughs> right. and it's kind of loud and and I'm kind of like you know I did yeah. it and I'm I'm ready to go like you know have breakfast now or whatever. You're just not as crazy as I am. Uh, yeah. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. I, I gave up trying to be into it when it really just wasn't. So, uh, But if you've watched it, plus I'm like this, you know, major peacenik, all that crap. And so. Yeah, that, just as well. the whole Quaker stuff sort of gets in the way of you uh, shooting. You know, it doesn't get in the way of like target <laughs> shooting or hunting or anything like that. But, you well, know. Which is all that we do. Yeah. So. Well, that's the, you know. We're not Pretty out much. there shooting at people. <laughs> well, yeah, but presumably you know, people carry because they might get attacked and want to shoot That's someone true. And, and all that stuff. But anyway, if you've watched that, the problem is if you've watched a news broadcast about U.S. troops in Iraq or played modern warfare, you've, you've seen uh, guns like the M4 carbine. It holds 30 bullets. And well, they show the, a video. The magazine holds thirty. They, they bullets show a video the on here. If uh, yeah, the the, it, the the magazine holds thirty bullets exactly. And they they have a video of a small child firing one of these on full auto. Mm-hmm. And uh, the video is eleven seconds long. I you know I'm not I don't even gonna I'm not gonna play it. Uh, you know you can go watch yep. it. But the point the point is it's eleven seconds long. Yeah, he fires all the bullets. <laughs> so and that's probably that's not. <laughs> From the time the trigger pulls to the to the empty magazine, either I'm sure there's probably oh, yeah. a couple seconds yeah, devoted the video, to him it's aiming gone. or whatever. He's already out for yeah. most of the video. It says uh, he didn't give up after four seconds because he got tired. He was out of bullets right. after four seconds of full auto fire. So okay, so how about the gun you always see the bad guys using, the AK-47, and then they show a video of someone firing that on full auto. Well, that's a 40 second video. Uh, again, it was empty after four seconds. But that's because fully automatic weapons fire really goddamn fast. Around 700 rounds a minute. Mm-hmm. Only you don't have 700 rounds in the gun. You have 30. Yeah. So do the math. Mm-hmm. And even if you did have 700 rounds, there's a little thing called physics that gets in the way and friction and you will melt your barrel. That's bad. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's, <laughs> I mean, the, 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 I guess they have the, the guns, the, uh, what are they called? Is it the minigun or something that Ooh. where they feed the bullets in on? Yeah. You know, yeah. And they can fire somewhat continuously. They have to have cooling mechanisms, right? <laughs> Well, there's there's the minigun, which is the multi-barreled spinning weapon. Right. That's mm-hmm. a minigun. It has multiple barrels, and it fires really fast. And the reason it has multiple barrels is so they don't get t- so hot. But they, ah. I mean, it, it will get hot. It still Regardless, gets hot. It's still yeah. going to get hot. You still have to you melt it. Yeah. exercise discretion. But the point is, like, you're firing with one, with one barrel, then you're firing yeah. with the next barrel, and then by the time you, it makes a complete spin, it's had yeah, a little chance to cool just off Just a teensy some. little bit to cool, yeah. 
And uh, that's the reason for that, yes. But but mainly, like any, your average machine gun is going to, if you put a whole buttload of rounds down, it is going to get really hot and start to melt or deform, or you'll have yeah, mechanical don't, failures, don't, stuff like don't that. Don't put buttloads in there. No. Just don't do that. <laughs> that. That sounds really bad. That's for our two weeks ago show. In fact, a U.S. <laughs> infantryman only carries 210 rounds total. That crap's which, heavy. <laughs> Let me tell you about that. I, yeah, I bet. <laughs> Which means a battle conducted with full auto, full auto machine gun fire would be over in less than a minute, even if you count the time it takes to switch magazines. And that's why uh, soldiers don't have fully automatic M16s anymore. In Vietnam, they had the fully automatic M16s, and soldiers were just uh, spraying their bullets and running out. They, they tried to counteract that by giving them 20-round magazines. That didn't work either. They just switched magazines. Wow. But now the average M16 or M4 only has what they call a three-round burst, which it, one tr- pull of the trigger will fire three bullets, and that's the closest you get to fully automatic. Yeah. And then there's well, a guy with a squad automatic weapon, but... Not much point. Yeah, it says they, yeah, fortunately, because, they fire it'll just full- blow through your ammo, and, oh, okay, yeah. now I'm out. <laughs> it says they, they fire on full auto so rarely that many of the military rifles don't even have that capability, which is what you were just yep. talking about. See, but, but wait, you say. I've seen war footage from Vietnam and Iraq and everywhere else, and you can totally hear machine fire chattering in the distance at all times somebody's using it right well that's true they're not just shooting people they're just not shooting people with it full auto is only really used for suppression that is to make the bad guys duck their heads and hunker down while your people maneuver into position in fact Mm -hmm. virtually all bullets are used for this for each insurgent killed in iraq and afghanistan two hundred and fifty thousand shots are fired that hit absolutely nothing well nothing in terms of a person obviously they're hitting something yeah (laughs) eventually blow up Something. But uh, yeah, if you read into any accounts of, of, say, like the FBI or police accounts of, you know, shootouts, thousands of rounds or hundreds of rounds will be expended and nobody is hit. Yeah. It's it's actually, a, you know, there's this, there is really a huge false sense of how, how accurate weapons are and, you know, it's, they're not. Yeah. You there's need to know what you're doing. everywhere and it, I don't you know, think people, people don't get especially, hit. I mean, I fired handguns at targets and uh, if you... If you don't take time and aim, especially a handgun, it's hard, yeah. even harder to be accurate with than a, than with. Yeah. A, now a imagine that someone's shooting back at you. You're hunkering down behind a car or something, and you know you you're see not the, really you know, aiming. That's properly. probably one area where the movies are a little bit realistic. Is people firing a lot, not hitting each other with handguns, where they peek up over the car, bang bang, and then duck yeah. down again. They probably aren't going to hit anything. Yeah. No. No. More <laughs> <So> likely not. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, you know, because I used to watch things like that and go, "Wow, they're really missing badly." <laughs> yeah. So the whole 250,000 shots that hit nothing, so imagine about three tons of ammunition for every one dude killed. So picture Arnold lugging that crap around. <laughs> yep. So and then number three is that bulletproof vests are magical force fields. Ah, uh, yes. Right? So um, they are not. we're going to get into that. It says that somehow your best laid plans have gone awry and now a bunch of Libyans on, in a Volkswagen van are out for your blood. <laughs> They plan to shoot you repeatedly with their AK-47s, but you have an ace in the hole, a bulletproof vest. Does that I sound familiar? I sold them a bunch of pinball machine parts. Yeah, there you go. I was wondering if you'd recognize the reference. And I you did. did. You I totally did. did. That was from Back to the Future. Doc Brown, Back to the Future. So this is the Sunday internet-only edition of Free Talk Live, where you can control the show. Call 603-435-1105, and we'll be right back.
This is Free Talk Live, the internet-only edition, Sunday night. This is Dale. And Hannah. And Puke. And we were talking about the five ridiculous gun deaths that movies perpetuate. And uh, the latest was Bulletproof Vest. Because uh, they're the, not bulletproof. They're, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, some weaker bullets, they'll keep you from dying instantly from them and stuff. I was right? thinking you could, yeah, get, well, you could well. get one of those mithril vests from Lord of the Rings. That's that what Frodo you need. That's what, yeah, magic. Except I'm not sure they would protect you against bullets, but if you got stabbed, that'd be great. Well, screw it. It's Lord of the Rings. Let's say yes. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Mithril will do anything. <laughs> mithril. <laughs> so, uh, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> in movies. I think they made that up. Body armor made from a material called Kevlar turns most guns in, from magical death wands to hilariously overbuilt airsoft rifles. A burst of, ri- a burst of fire from an AK-47 at point-blank range would turn most men's torsos into gooey paste sur- suitable for spreading on crackers. But add a slab of Kevlar and you might as well have a, a Gandalf's magic protection bubble glowing around your torso. Isn't that funny that they mentioned that right that after is, talking yeah, about the Lord of the Rings yeah. right there. The mithril. They didn't mention mithril, though. They said Gandalf's magic protection bubble. Yeah, his magic bubble. What is his magic protection bubble? Well, he did deflect from the, the, what was it, the Balrog? Well, there's there's that. That's true. I don't know. I'm also thinking of when he came back from the Balrog and he, like, deflected an arrow. Did he? Yeah, an arrow. He just, it just bounced away from something in front of him. I don't know what it was, but. It's been a while since I've seen those films. So I don't yeah, I watch it's them. Some white really. cloudy stuff that oh. you know, I watch them like regularly. I think I've probably seen Nerd. all the Lord of the Ring films. Yeah, I'm giving away too much here. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving away more than I gave away on the on the fetish show. But uh, I've watched them all probably <laughs> like a dozen times minimum. Really? Wow. Yeah. Each and they're long too. They're long. I watch the long versions. I don't watch yeah. those. I, do, I don't watch I the wimpy little. I have the extended versions. They're good version. films, but I'm just I'm I'm not. Super crazy. I'm not going to watch the wimpy theatrical version. I watched the extended DVD edition. As you I, should. That's the good Yeah, thing. I used to be really into Lord of the Rings. My friends and I would like go on the swing sets at our school and reenact scenes from Lord of the Rings. And we would actually get bruises from wow. Are you, being on... Were you a LARPer? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Okay, I guess not. Live action role <laughs> Live playing. Action. Oh. I'm, I'm, um, see, I'm revealing too I much guess. that I know that <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, you know what that yeah, means. I have LARPed. Uh, have you LARPed? No, well, no. I've LARPed. I don't, not Technically, I mean, played as a child. Does that count? But I've no, never dressed up. No, it doesn't count. I've never dressed up and been like, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. You have to have rules and other people playing by the same rules. Yeah. And, yeah. It's no, like, I've never yeah. done it that crazy. No, not when you're a little kid and you go, oh, I'm a dragon. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> the problem Where is in, <laughs> the problem with the vest and the movies is in the real world, the vest that protected Back to the Future's Emmett Brown from the terrorists would only have been useful for its ability to keep all of his bits in one convenient for the mortician, for the mortician package. In fact, despite an yes. additional 25 years of armor development, no body armor today would be able to protect Doc from that kind of assault. Has it been 25 years? I, can't, I guess it has since Back to the Future. Yeah. That's wow. a, that was like, uh, yeah, because I think, mid-80s. I guess I was in mid-80s. Came out. Mid-80s. Five. Wow. I watched it in the theater. Hmm. What is that? I'm yeah. revealing too much again. All right. I was negative five years old. <laughs> negative five. I was just outside telling people about my graduate. You know, I was, uh, talking about my graduation and how. Oh yeah, I graduated in '86. And what? Yeah. <laughs> and then the freak out begins. I'm so used to it. It happens to all of us. Yeah. The type of bulletproof vest you can actually conceal under your clothes provides exceptional protection against most handguns. But against an assault rifle like the terrorists were using up there, it's only slightly more effective than body paint and prayers to c- c- corn. Corn, the blood god. Okay, Yay. you know who that. Okay, I, I know who Corn is. Thank you. Blood for the blood god. All hell. Is that from? Is that from? Uh... That's actually a Warhammer reference. Oh, 
Okay. Do they spell it with an H? Well, they ha- I think they have some cool-looking armor in here, which I guess is a Warhammer person. Oh, now I have to look. Okay. Hey, you're right. It is. Okay, yeah, yeah that's definitely a Warhammer. Ah, <laughs> uh, now you found out my nerd secrets. Oh, uh, revealing too much again. <laughs> Our troops do have their own body armor meant to protect against that sort of thing. It's much heavier and more rigid, but even so it's only rated. So heavy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you see, horrible, again, we have horrible, horrible, here, horrible so memories. It's a perfect time to read this article, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even it's only rated for effectiveness at further than 14 meters distance. When police wear body armor, 45% do not. They don't tend to wear full military body armor, probably because it weighs 33 freaking pounds and costs thousands of dollars. Since less than 1% yeah. of gun crimes involve military-style rifles, this is generally a pretty safe trade-off. So you were in, like, three-digit temperatures, triple-digit oh, temperatures. Yeah. And- yeah, well, wearing just the armor itself... Is like 30-some pounds. Then add into that, you have the helmet, you have your ammunition, you have your canteens, you have a rifle. Uh, you know, you might be carrying other crap. That and sounds so very unquaker-like. What, carrying crap? or Well, that whole description. Oh. <laughs> yeah, if you're a Quaker, you're probably not going to do that. But it's, yeah, it really, and it, it's, it's essentially like wearing an insulative ho- or insulating coat. Because it is, it's just the Kevlar is just, and the the plates, it just holds in all your body heat. It's uh, horrible. And, and I'm sure all your perspiration and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. You take it off at the end of the day and your clothes underneath are literally sopping wet as though you had dunked them. And that's what's important. Well, you might die of heat stroke and uh, nobody well, ever shot at me. Well, considering that 250,000 rounds <laughs> fire for every person killed, you know. Yeah. See, I was an aircraft I mechanic. I was just standing around <laughs> doing nothing. So I was, mm-hmm. nobody shot at me. So it was completely pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you never know when they're gonna. So that's true. I don't know. Well, usually, if you, whenever they shot at guys standing in the guard towers, they would aim for their face. Well, which, that makes know, sense. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it it was really kind of pointless, but the uh, yay army. The next one is uh, one that I'm really even even if you don't know much about guns, I, uh-huh. I imagine that this one ought to stand out, and that's the gratuitous cocking. Ah, uh, yes. And this is you just wanted two. to say cocking. <laughs> uh, what kinds that of was two weeks do you have at the hardware store? Right, my mom is listening. <laughs> well, uh, it was a good thing she wasn't no, listening two cool. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so we can talk about this, cocks. Do we have black We're talking caulk? about hardware, hardware store caulk. So where you've seen it, Boondock Saints, Die Hard, Reservoir Dogs, and all, all of the movies on this list. Yeah, so any they, movie. And then they link to a list. I don't know what that <laughs> list is, and I'm not going to go there. But the it's myth... It's probably IMDb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the myth is that movies treat the cocking of a gun like an exclamation point. Uh-huh. It's, it's great drama. Yeah, it is. You know, hey, That's I got right. a gun on you. I'm going to shoot you. It is that. It just doesn't <laughs> it make doesn't any make sense. It doesn't make any sense. When hard-ass McBad cop interrogates the lone surviving henchman, you can safely assume that at some point he's going to make his gun go clickety-clack. Let the poor schmuck know he means business. The sound of a clicking gun is so ominous that the McManus brothers use it to close out their fruity little prayer in Boondock Sanks. Wait, so how Boondock often Sanks. do you have to cock a gun? I haven't seen that movie. You haven't seen it? You should check it. There's actually a sequel, too. It's actually pretty good. You should check it out. I'll watch it, and I will make note of all the silly gun myths that they perpetuate. Oh, I'm yes. sorry, Hannah. Yeah, yeah, but yet, um, well, you, you only should have to do it once, because you only have to, when you put... Say you have an empty gun, right? Mm-hmm. You put the magazine in it, assuming it's a magazine-fed weapon, and you cock it once, which loads a round into the chamber, and that's it. As you fire, it cycles itself. If it's a, a good semi-automatic weapon, once the rounds are empty, the bolt will hold itself open. You mm-hmm. put in another magazine and then close the bolt. 
and then it will fire again. Okay. So you should only have to do it once. And if you do it, it an extra time, if it, it ejects the bullet. Yeah, you can do it because, like in movies, you know, <laughs> it never in does the, in the, movie. the situations in movies, they're always like in a situation where the guy should have his weapon ready to go. It should yeah, they're be holding cocked. it on it someone be and loaded. Then, yeah, they're like holding it on someone, and yeah. presumably, if they fire the trigger, nothing would have happened. Yeah, because then so, they cock it. Yeah, so it's either that and no they didn't have the gun out of the chamber. So yeah, they didn't have the gun loaded properly, or they just wasted around. Right. <laughs> and the, you never see a bullet fly out of the chamber, so that means yeah, that it wasn't loaded, yeah. actually. It wasn't ready to go. It wasn't ready to fire. So, uh, you know, <laughs> so that click is the sound of a hammer being cocked back, and the movie seemed to be saying, this means the gun is ready to fire now, baby. It doesn't mean that, however. It doesn't mean anything. The gun was already good to go. Yep. For instance, the guns our hunky Iris assassins are using up there, the Beretta 92F, the same gun John McClane uses in Die Hard, is made so that pulling the trigger Not a very good one. also cocks the hammer for you. Not a fan of Berettas. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. To save you the extra step and the extra two seconds during which you could get shot. Uh, the cocking the gun to show you mean business must date back to Westerns. Back when those old revolvers forced you to cock them between each shot, something was made obsolete 150 years ago. So yeah, Hollywood is even slower to catch up with gun technology than they are computers. It does make it easier to shoot the the pistol. I mean, it, the, the, it's when yes. you cock it because you otherwise you're cocking it with by by pulling the trigger. The best part though so. is whenever they uh, they they cock a gun that's striker fired, like a, a Glock, which does not have a hammer, right? And, but you still hear the sound. That's Damn. the best because then you know <laughs> the sound guy has no clue what he's doing. All right, you can call in any time you like six zero three four three five eleven zero five. This is Free Talk Live. Live internet only Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You're listening to Dale and Hannah and Corn the Blood God, <laughs> or uh, otherwise known as Puke. <laughs> and uh, you can check out Puke's website, uh, Doomsday Device, which is dooms-day-device.com, okay. where you can see some excellent photography of Puke. Yeah, basically, it's my website where I pimp the photographs that I take. You can go see photographs of activism or just random whatnots that I take. Uh, I also have some videos that I took up there from the army that are just kind of silly, goofy things. Yeah, those are fun. I watch those. Yeah, and I actually still have like four more hours of footage to put up there someday of all that. Holy crap! Yeah, I'm I procrastinate. I've only been out of the army for four years almost now. Get busy, man. (laughs) So uh, we are on the final myth of the guns, and this is kind of a fun one. I think everyone knows about this one: is that bullets explode everything. Oh yes. So you've probably seen Especially it. Especially heads. Yeah. Jaws, Casino Royale, Matrix Reloaded. Actually, a head might be something that would explode with the right kind of bullet. I don't uh, know. Well, yeah. Sort depending of. on the size or yeah. hollow point. Or if, you know, or at least, you know, in one direction. Like, maybe not the entry. Or the ex- yeah, the exit. You don't see bad wounds with a lot of bullets, but, like, they leave horrible exit wounds. It's one of those things. Yeah. Like, you don't really see much of that in the movies where you'd see, like, a little pinhole prick in the front of them. Mm-hmm. But there should be, like, this gaping <laughs> opening Well, some movies back. are like that, yeah, the, the better ones. But, yeah, usually it's just, like, a little spot of blood or something. But. Yeah. So... And, you know, some, it's funny because sometimes the movies are trying to be really gory, but they don't show that. And, yeah. and one thing I like about gory movies 
is and 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 I, and I am an anti-violence person. Although I, you know, it's just fiction, <laughs> so it's okay. But but I'm an anti-violence person. If if the movie is gory and disgusting and all that, then then it's re- it's more real. I mean, look, you know, when you sh- yeah. you know you don't want to show cartoon violence. Where it's like really neat and tidy, and it's not that scary, and you know, it, it, it's yeah. I don't like movies that don't show the actual consequences of shooting someone. Exactly, where it's just like the guy falls down, all dramatic, like and whatnot. He doesn't lay there screaming for his mother. Like I think the most graphic film that I've ever seen is Saving Private Ryan. You know, because it's accurate. It's like you know, guys get shot and they're bleeding out and they're screaming, or other guys get shot and they and, just, and they know, are fall experiencing the, the fear like of, like, of their demise. Yeah. That that film, you know, Spielberg got it correct in that film, just how horrible it is to be shooting people in a war environment like that. Yeah. That's, you know, those are the kind of movies that kids should see if, the, you know, if you want your kid to understand violence. Not not some goofy cartoony James Bond film where he just shoots from the hip and bad guys fall down. That's Yeah, it. they just fall off the boat and it's, Yeah, know, and that's just, yeah. They're just fodder. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, yeah, not, yeah, they're, they're just extras, so who yeah. cares, right? I think yeah. that's what desensitizes violence is just... All these, all these people that are yeah, hardly people really... at all, they're extras. Yeah, they're just some <laughs> faceless That guy didn't even goon, have a yeah. line. We don't care if he died, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> the myth is that in the movies, bullets and anything mildly flammable have a matter-antimatter relationship. <laughs> right. The second hot cars. lead touches a car's gas tank, it and everyone inside are going up in flames. This is incredibly convenient for those times when Morpheus needs to flash fry two creepy dreadlocked albinos <laughs> or a Buick full of raw bacon. What? So, <laughs> the raw bacon. I don't get that, but well, I mean, you know, if you, I, presumably, if you had a car full of raw bacon, you could shoot the gas tank and cook it. Ah, like mm. instant cook, flash fry. I yeah, it's it's, it's, try it's the uh, colorful descriptions Would, I of crack. Turkey bacon. You know? yeah. So, well, turkey bacon you could just eat raw. It's pretty cooked <laughs> yeah, or cold. I mean, oh, well. it's like lunch meat. It, well, mm. is, do, do they not have turkey bacon that isn't pre cooked? I don't know. They might. But wow, most. Most poultry products like that are pre-cooked. This really, this conversation is yeah, really sorry diverse. About that. Hey, back to the guns. <laughs> it's digressing. I don't know anything about guns, so I had to interject something. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, we are being kind of like... This is yeah, Hannah, of... tell us about bacon. We oh, can talk about that. Bacon is okay. Propane. Okay, it's delicious. <laughs> Propane, hydrogen, and oxygen work the same way. As long as it is packed in a pressurized metal cylinder, you can be sure shooting it will result in an explosion large enough to blow through any jam the screenwriter gets the protagonist into. <laughs> Shoot an oxygen tank at a shark's mouth and he'll blow like he spent all week munching on dynamite. Yeah, I think they myth-busted this, didn't We're going to need a bigger boat. Wasn't there a myth-busting of this? Yes, there was. Yeah. The Mythbusters have done actually a couple episodes, I believe, with uh, gun myths and whatnot. It's, yeah, this is cool movie, movie myths. Yeah. So you can actually see it in action. You're like, wow, that movie was really silly after you watch the Mythbusters. Right. <laughs> you have to watch Mythbusters. Mythbusters. That's hard to say, isn't it? The problem is that the manufacturers of automobiles and pressurized containers really don't like liability lawsuits. That's weird. This, we talked about this a lot on Free Talk Live, about the idea that, you know, people, people don't want to – businesses don't profit by killing their customers. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, it seems it's counterintuitive, funny. doesn't it? Like, yeah. I kill my customer, I make more money. But no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so <laughs> if their products could be turned into a fireball the size of a city block with nothing more than a sudden impact or puncture, every car accident would look like the 4th of July. Oh, we're not supposed to say 4th of July. We're supposed to say yeah, Independence, Independence Day. Day. Like Independence Day. <laughs> every pileup would look like a Michael Bay movie. The Mythbusters famously demonstrated the falsehood of both the shoot the gas tank myth and a ton of other gun myths in two of their episodes. 
As it turns out, you actually have to coax a car into exploding by doing things in a very particular way. If you can punch a small hole in the tank, light a fire outside of it, and vaporize the gas inside to the point that the tank overpressurizes, then you could probably get to light. Get it to light, assuming you use special tracer bullets. <laughs> yeah, because as it turns out, lead and copper do not spark. Because well, that's what's in bullets. Well, how, Most inco- bullets. how inconvenient for attempting to light things with them. Although the uh, the army is introducing a new bullet, which has a steel core, so, hmm. All right. That might spark it. The, the, what about the flint and, t- uh, tent, flint and tinder uh, yeah, just bullets. run up there. And st- <laughs> What's so illogical about Hollywood's handguns can explode a car principle is that their bullets can't penetrate anything else. Here's John. Uh, they show a video of John Cusack hiding behind a shelf of potato chips at a convenience oh, yeah. store. That Safe- video is good. You should go to Crack and watch that. <laughs> Safe from the dozens of bullets slamming into them. That really deserves its own myth, I think. Yeah, the whole that's idea that like you can block, what you can hide, hide behind, behind anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that's really funny because that they've done on Mythbusters, they've shown uh, high powered rifles going through an entire car. Yeah. But not just mm. one door, but Both. the entire yep. car. Yeah. And I wonder the, if bacon will shield you. <laughs> well, if you had enough bacon, if you had like, you know, 30 feet worth of bacon, yeah. I bet it might slow It's also, I've also seen Arnold Schwarzenegger use like a dead body as a shield. Oh, yeah. That's, and in every yeah, movie again, do that's that. not going to do much good. No, not at all. A dead body is not going to, you know, the bullet usually goes through a person and yeah. keeps going. Yep. And Crazy you know, like that. It might, several people <laughs> now, it might stop it, right? Yeah. Several people. Uh, eh, well, in, there's many factors. It depends on, you know. So if you stand in line yeah. at the DMV and use a, a DMV line as, as a shield. <laughs> yes. You might, you might. I'm not recommending this. I understand. I, this is a, don't you know? Go find a queue of pe- people. <laughs> so, uh, and if the good guy takes cover behind a car door, <laughs> well, hell, he might as well be holed up in Fort Knox. Ironically, while guns are useless for exploding a gas tank, they'll punch through a car door with ease. Everything we know is wrong. If those of us, if those of us raised on action movies have to fend off a Red Dawn style invasion, it's going to be a total cluster yeah. bang. Well, you know what's funny is one they didn't mention is kinetic. Force, uh, yeah. the myth in movies where, the, like, shotguns always, the the guy shoots somebody with a shotgun and the guy flies back. Yeah. That's that's complete BS because, you know, that's that's the whole, what is that, like, Newton's Law or whatever. E- every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. So if, 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 the, uh, if bullets from a shotgun, like a shotgun shell, had enough kinetic force to blow somebody back... Without, for some reason, without, well. <laughs> for some reason, the bullets just going through the meat... You know, it would also do the same to the shooter. But, the, you know, so that's that's, that's a myth true. that they didn't get around to is that when you shoot somebody, they don't fly back. You know, yeah. Fall down or the bullet goes through them, you know. That's, that's science. That's stuff. science. <laughs> right from cracked.com. So this is Free Talk Live, the Sunday Internet-only edition. You can call in 603-435-1105 and take control of the show. Listening to the Sunday Internet Only Edition of Free Talk Live with Dale and Hannah and Puke, and we just, we were just talking about the ridiculous gun myths. <laughs> what is that <laughs> in the background? <laughs> There's some uh, extra little. It's a little bonus audio. Bonus yeah. audio. Think of it awesome. as icing. Was that you from know? the music or? I I don't know. It's icing. To I my think you're haunted. It could be Satan, something like that. So hey, bacon. Who loves yeah, bacon? So, anyway, so bacon. we were talking about bacon earlier, so that's an excellent transition into your bacon Absolutely. story. Yeah. 
Let's say. Oh, I didn't have a bacon story. I have a story about canned unicorn meat. Mm. So, Mm-mm. in case people aren't aware of this website, it's called thinkgeek.com, and they have stuff for smart masses. It's basically this awesome website that sells crazy geeky stuff that you really can't find anywhere else. It's just kind of silliness. And every year they do awesome products, uh, fake products for uh, April Fool's Day. So this last year, they one of their products was called Canned Unicorn Meat. And it's pretty awesome. You should go to their website and check out Canned Unicorn Meat. Um, I'll read the excerpt that they have for it. It's basically picture a can of Spam. Hold on. Are we going to get a cease and desist letter after you do this? It's possible. Okay. That makes it more interesting. Go the ahead. The National Pork Board will probably <laughs> send us one for mentioning it. But so they, they took some like canned meat of some sort and put uh, glitter on it. And, you know, that's canned unicorn meat. They, wait, they, they put glitter on the can or on the meat? No, the meat has glitter in it because unicorn meat is glittery. Edible glitter? No, it's unicorn meat. It has glitter in it. It's right. just sparkly. I'm just wondering. I'm just concerned about eating <laughs> glitter. I, should I be concerned about eating glitter or no? It's, it's not a real product, Dale. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat it and they don't sell it. That's where the humor oh, comes Oh, I in. thought there was like a product. They were just calling it canned unicorn meat. No, no. It's, it it's, would be like a joke. It's a I joke thought it was like product. a joke. Well, I thought, okay. I, it's, okay. Yeah, it's sorry, a level it's, of jokeness above what I right. thought. It's a I joke thought... product, but it's it's also not for sale Well, either. you can buy you can... moose poop and yeah, sweeten. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Okay. Yeah, you can't even purchase it. So it's it was just a joke on their website. Well, I can't help. I still have the lingering concern about eating glitter, even though it's no <laughs> no reason to be concerned. But go ahead. You probably should not eat glitter. I won't I do not recommend eating glitter. So um, I'll read the description here, and it's uh, uh, it says uh, unicorn meat is the new white meat. So there's remember that the new white meat, uh, an excellent source of sparkles. Unicorns, as we all know, frolic all over the world, pooping rainbows and marshmallows wherever they go. What you don't know is that when unicorns reach the end of their lifespan, they are drawn to uh, County Meath, Ireland. I got to stop you right there. Uh, oh, okay, What's I think that? you'd be pooping the marshmallows and farting the rainbows. Technically. Hey, I didn't write this, man. All right, go I'm on. Sorry. <laughs> you should call the National Pork Board and have them look into that. I'm going to send them a cease and desist letter. You should. Uh, so the sisters at Radiant Farms have dedicated their lives to nursing these elegant creatures through their final days. Taking a cue from the Kobe beef industry, they massage, massage each unicorn's coat with Guinness daily and fatten them on a diet comprised entirely of candy corn. So that's what your canned unicorn meat is. So... They had this fake product, and everybody laughed at it, except for some people at the National Pork Board. Um, So I'll read the article that they wrote here where it says, Recently, we, uh, thankgeek.com, got the best ever cease and desist letter. We're no strangers to the genre, so what could possibly make this one stand out from the rest? First, it's 12 pages long and very well researched, (laughs) except on one point, it being a fake product. Um, so the, the cease and desist letter even includes screen grabs of the offending item from our site, and we know they're not messing around because they invested in the best and brightest legal minds, apparently. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> How much money did they spend? I mean, I know they have teams of lawyers, a lot of these companies. They have teams of lawyers working for them around the clock, so maybe it's like the money's already spent anyway. Yeah, so probably. They're, and they're bored. They just, like, I, it's, it's like, like lawyers probably, got nothing better to do. So I, I think they walked in on some lawyers like playing solitaire right, on their computers. And they needed- and hey, their cubicles, and then they were like, "Okay, well, these guys look bored. We need to come up with something for them to do." You know, yeah, they just honestly, feel like, you know, we're spending the money on them anyway. May as well do make them do something. Yeah. So the National Pork Board claims that uh, ThinkGeek.com was infra- infringing on the slogan "The Other White Meat." 
uh, a slogan that they're apparently even thinking about phasing out anyways. So, you know, it's it's for a fake product. The National Pork Board's not even going to use the slogan anymore, probably. But yet still, they found some way to make 12 pages of legalese. Um, Does anyone buy it that it's like white meat? I don't know. I mean, no, that's I mean, what... just to me. <laughs> so it's so ridiculous. Um, so let's see here. It goes down that uh, thinkgeek.com uh, pu- would like to publicly apologize to the National Pork Board for the confusion over unicorn and pork and for their awkward extended pause on the phone after we had explained our unicorn meat doesn't actually exist. So here's from the, the press release. It was never our intention to cause a national crisis and misguide American citizens regarding the differences between the pig and the unicorn, said Scott Kaufman, president and CEO of GeekNet. In fact, Think Geek's canned unicorn meat is sparkly, a bit red, and not approved by any government entity. So I just thought that was hilarious because, um, you know, I, just, I don't know. It's just lawyers, they look for anything that they can, you know, either cease and desist or or sue somebody over or something like that and it's it, i don't know and plus the <laughs> national pork board which i'm sure is some massive so uh lobbying was, this wasn't an april fools or anything it was just think geek just doing a silly no no the, the product thing. was an april fools it oh, was it never oh, well. it was never available to purchase it was um it was on their web page for only a couple days for april fools and yet somehow the national pork board decided that this product needed to be removed from the internet even though it's not really there yeah (laughs) it's like cops in a small town and how they get really bored and how you're more likely to get pulled over in a small population where you have a high ratio of cops to people and you have these big corporations that have lawyers on on hire who are just like you know they're just they're full-time they've got got nothing better to do other than like uh let's find somebody to sue so i just thought it was funny so that's what i i thought i would share it with you out there in radio land so yeah Hey, that's it. I'm moving on to the next gun myth. <laughs> that, we, we we went over all the gun myths. You have to tell us one of your own. Uh, I already came up with the ones with the uh, what was it? The kinetic energy transfer. Yeah, I like happen. that one. That that's a, that's a good one because you do you know you see people yep. getting knocked back. Even Terminator you, robots get knocked back. Which yeah, is, right. You know, you'd think that would be, you know, especially the liquid ones. You, you know, it doesn't get it doesn't back. matter. It's it's physics. If you're shooting something that weighs an ounce possibly at something that weighs 130 pounds yeah, being there's, a person. Yeah, know, there's gonna... momentum and, and the whole sort of like momentum sort of being based on the speed and mass of an object. Yeah. I can't remember the details. I can look it up and, re- and relearn this. But but uh, momentum has something to do with speed and mass. Yeah. Plus, and so you I can mean, have a high momentum in the bullet because yeah. it's going very fast. Plus, plus the but fact still, that this tiny little thing called a bullet is pointy and it's just going to go right through you, you yeah know, it wouldn't it actually like, wouldn't it, i was just saying that if you actually knocked someone back with a shotgun blast then they they, they might not the, it might not be as damaging because the idea is the bullets push them back instead yeah, of, going, instead through of just going through them and causing right. massive internal damage yeah there's sort of the, there's like yeah. the energy of deformation you know if you throw a rubber ball and it hits a ball and bounces back it actually deforms the ball and that's uh-huh. like a spring action and then it bounces back yeah it's actually converting into a different form of energy and then converting back into kinetic energy in the other direction Neat. Something like that. Cool. So do we have anything else bacon-related to talk about? We can talk about bacon myths. Do we have bacon myths? I don't know. Oh. Do we? Well, there's the myth that apparently uh, Johnson was just telling us in the break that turkey bacon is not healthier for you than regular bacon because it has it's so much higher salt. salt content, and lower, but lower fat content. So if you're more yeah, concerned so about fat than salt, 
It might be. And <laughs> and I wonder though, I wonder if it has uh like pork products have some kind of uh they have a Oh, what is the term for it? They have these chemicals in them that ca- can cause you to have an allergic reaction if you get enough of it. Nitrates and nitrites. Yeah. Well, that's in like and hot dogs I wonder and if that's true for turkey because I think it has. Yeah. It might have a lot to well, do with how, you, how it's processed. This is why we need government regulating bacon. Yeah. No. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> government know, is they would, bacon. <laughs> they would just tell us that you're not allowed to have it and then we would have to rise up and revolt. Then there would be a bacon black market. Yeah, there would. People that would, would be, be very scary. I, I don't know. There needs to be well, a blanket, I mean, people the, have been eating bacon for a long time. That's where bacon came from, was curing meats before you had refrigerators. So there would definitely be black market bacon. Yeah. And it might be really good. It might right. be better. We need gray market bacon in any case. This is the awesome. Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in at 603-435-1105 and take control of the show. One segment left. This is the Sunday internet-only edition of Free Talk Live with Dale. And Hannah. And Puke. And uh, you can call in and control the show. There's still time left. If the you call final now. segment. There's, uh, the lines are free. You can call 603-435-1105. And yes, you can. And Puke, was, you, had, you were going to tell us about uh, an, the BP oil spill and the drama continues. Yeah. I have another article here about stuff and whatnot. So everyone is obviously, unless you live under a rock and you're dead, probably know about this crazy oil. We really don't like calling it a spill because nothing spilled out. It's a unless you count the crust of the earth. It's it's more like an oil spew, spewing it's, it's like from the earth the, is bleeding. Yeah, because it's just coming out of the earth and kind of like lava, right? Is that really? I don't know. Anywho, so the 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 government, uh, the United States government, you know. Being in charge of everything and having our best interests at heart, <laughs> just like in Hurricane Katrina. Apparently, uh, let's see, three days after the oil spill or spew or whatever you want to call it's it. A schmear. Schmear, the smear. <laughs> the smear of oil. Uh, the Dutch tried to uh, say, hey, we can give you a hand. We're the Dutch government. We know how to build dikes and whatnot. And uh, apparently the United States government said, nah, nah. <laughs> the hell with it. We'll we'll get it. It's only been what uh, thirty days or something since this has happened. I don't know how long this has been going on, but it's been a while. So it feels like a very long time. Yeah. So the Netherlands offered the United States government ships equipped to handle a major spill, one uh, much larger than the the BP spill itself uh, that then appeared to be underway. Uh, so the Dutch said our system can handle four hundred cubic meters per hour. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He told this, that guy, uh, giving each Dutch ship more cleanup capacity than all the ships that the U.S. was then employing in the Gulf to combat the spill. Uh, so to protect against the possibility that its equipment wouldn't capture all the oil gushing from the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico, the Dutch also offered to prepare for the U.S. a contingency plan to protect Louisiana's marshlands with sand barriers. One Dutch research institute specialized in deltas, coastal areas, and rivers, in fact, developing a strategy to begin building 60-mile-long sand dikes within three weeks. And, uh, you know, the Dutch... Yeah, so these guys were on the ball, right? They had the little Dutch boy. I mean, we need him to go down there and stick (laughs) his finger in there, right? In the dike. Yeah. (laughs) 
But well, can he just go down and stick his finger in the oil spewing thing? Maybe it's like four miles under the water, though. Yeah, it's, probably, probably, <laughs> it's probably bigger than a finger. Yeah. So the Dutch uh, obviously know how to handle maritime emergencies. Uh, in the event of an oil spill, the Netherlands government, which owns its own ships and uh, high-tech skimmers, uh, gives an oil company 12 hours to demonstrate the spill on hand. And we have a phone call, apparently. We do. We have a phone call. This is Free Talk Live. Who's this? This is Keith. Hello, Keith, uh, in New Hampshire, right? Yes. What yes, would you like, would to, like talk to talk about? Talk about bacon. Okay. Oh, Keith's going to talk. Screw the BPO spill. Yeah, the this, government this, screwed it up. This, we this already know like, that. There's so. like fish and pelicans dying left They're and right. They're all dying. The Dutch would have helped but, uh, us. We'll talk about yeah. bacon. That's cool. Go ahead. Oh, am I live on the air right now? Yes, you are. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This this it's the last. Because... It's crazy. It's, this, it's the last segment of the show. Oh, so. wow. Far well, out, hello, man. Folks. Okay, so there's um, bacon. This is a great topic because, Dale, I believe you made some chocolate-covered bacon last Thanksgiving. I, I did. Ooh. And I'm sorry. I'm from the South where um, the men don't know how to cook. That's women's work. So can you describe <laughs> to me how to cook oh, wow. this bacon? Yeah, you, you, you microwave it. And you dip it in chocolate. What chocolate? I don't understand. Well, that's crazy. Like, you, you go to the grocery store and you buy chocolate. They have Baker's chocolate. Pro Freedom chocolate. You can you can buy you you can buy you can you can use whatever chocolate you want, but they actually have like blocks of chocolate at the grocery store. I get mine. And from if the you're Aztecs. confused, you can ask somebody there where it is. Like, I want to buy some chocolate to melt stuff. And put like stuff almond in. bark, or I mean, what do you? What's it Something, called? <laughs> it's called chocolate. I mean. <laughs> What? How many molecules? Are you going having, in, a, are you having a blonde moment, Keith? I'm thinking about getting some of this and having it tonight. So I need your expertise. Well, the then expert. you should you should go to the grocery store and say I want to put melt some chocolate you know, and well, dip stuff in it. You know and what they you will should tell do you to find it is you get some bacon and you cook it till it's crispy and you get some chocolate dipping. Yeah, I recommend off. very crispy. Just, I recommend yeah, just get some dipping a chocolate. long time. You don't, that way you don't have to melt the chocolate and then you can just eat it faster, or you can mm. just get a chocolate bar and eat the bacon and the chocolate bar at the same time and shove That's it down cool your too. gullet. What, what's, what's, what I think uh, works best for this is to like cut the bacon in half so you have shorter segments that are easier to work with for dipping and everything. And just leave, and, you know, I left a little tip uncoated so that you can just pick it up by that without chocolate melting on your fingers. So just mm. dip it down to like, you know, leave about a half an inch or three quarters okay, of an inch. Okay, it sounds too complicated. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It it, it's sometimes? too complicated for a certain blonde people, yes. <laughs> uh, but, you know... And, and I'm saying that as a blonde person, so I'm allowed to say that. So don't get offended. What else goes awesome on bacon? Could you put <laughs> something other? Than, what about white chocolate? What would that taste like with um, bacon? I, it might be very good. I, do you recommend you know. uh, pork bacon, beef bacon? Do they make you know beef what? bacon? I, Maybe that's. I can't really recommend bacon? anybody Isn't eat bacon at all. Bacon? But you know, eat that's, it. Just beef want. jerky. I think. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm too good a Jew to to like bacon. <laughs> oh, she can't. Yeah. Well, really? can you have? You well, can why you can have the turkey bacon. You can have chocolate covered turkey bacon, right? I could. I guess. And actually, I think the saltiness of the turkey bacon would go great with chocolate. Yes. Cho- like, salty really? and sweet is great. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But, I don't know. Yeah. What about caramel? Did you put caramel? Did you have anything to say about the Dutch helping with the oil spill? Um, that's kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right. Anything else? Nobody Keith? likes the Dutch anyway. Yeah. Um, how old were you when you first started having bacon? You're asking any particular host? Or everyone, everyone should answer. I have that's no idea. Question. I, I, Who the I, hell I, I can't remember. I wasn't really raised on bacon. Yeah, I'm from the south, Keith. My mom's been feeding me bacon as long as I can remember. 
She's probably like, you know. She used to liquefy I've, it and put it in your bottle. I was going to say, she's probably, she's probably putting baking grease in my bottle when I was. I've had chocolate covered matzo, though, and that's very good. <laughs> Actually, my mom uses baking grease to make uh, to make milk gravy yeah. for biscuits. So <laughs> milk gravy, or well, yeah, you, you know, like like you know, like you have you, you make gravy for biscuits, right? It's like a grease base oh. with like flour and seasonings and everything. That sounds incredibly unhealthy. I think it's really good for you. I just assume it's really good for you because my mom's been feeding it to me every Sunday since <laughs> when I was. <laughs> oh my God, Dale just had a heart attack. <laughs> right on the air. Yeah, <laughs> just the memory of the 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 the, the, the <laughs> thinking about the grease all that based grease. the grease based gravy. Mm. Mama, yeah. don't feed your baby grease. Okay, I'm going to let you go, but if you could just somehow finish the rest of the topic, um, just keep talking about um, bacon. That'd be really cool. I, I yeah. It may not happen, but thanks for calling nah. in, Keith. <laughs> yeah, good job, Keith. <laughs> wow, that guy's crazy. <laughs> so, they, they, the the Dutch... the du- You know what's better than bacon is sausage. <laughs> I'm having a sausage fest. Yeah, and, uh, you are. Saturday. Are you going to bring any sort of special sausage? You're making sausage? Um, there's going to be beer brat, beer brats. Yeah. Like beer-soaked brats. I'm, I've never been a fan of bacon, but Bra- sausage is awesome. Yeah. I think because it's spicy and more tube-shaped... I think anything that, <laughs> no, no. any anything that comes in a tube with meat, it's just like it's the perfect eating food. I don't know if it's some subliminal homoerotic it's, thing, yeah. but it's just great. Like, well, any, to be fair, I was really high the last time I had it, but the beer soaked yeah. sausages were just so really? good. So or I decided if you, if you to jam have, it on a stick, anything on a stick is great too. Uh, yeah, I decided I wanted to have a sausage fest. That's awesome, so. and it's it's your party, so you can have a sausage fest if you want. Yeah, it's also a life universe and everything <laughs> party. That's true, because I'll be 42, 42 soon, and uh, it's not awesome. on my birthday, but uh, it's, near what? My, it's near my birthday, and I don't know uh, if I can I'll be 42, it. Life of the Universe and everything party, so. Uh, are you going to have any, uh, any like, costumes, or are we supposed to dress nope, up? No, but you have to bring a towel. Oh, that'd be awesome, bring and a drink, towel. And drink Pan Galactic Gargle Blasters. That's cool. So what's your recipe going to have in it? Because uh, I, I, you know, I there's worked apparently out all the five billion recipes online that are Most all Most of them call for Bombay Gin for some reason. Like, that's, really? I guess because it's blue or something. Yeah, probably. I, I, something I, really really colorful i'm sure so uh, yeah they're, they're, they're probably gonna end up being green or blue so it looks kind of spacey yeah like space agey you should get a wedge of lemon and see if you can gold plate it or and, wrap it in a gold brick and i think i'm gonna make them really awesome. like There's sweet like and sour drinks of some sort so yeah. that they really have a kick to them besides being very high in alcohol or something awesome because a pan galactic gargle blaster is supposed to feel like being hit in the head with a lemon rind wrapped around a gold brick that was a lemon wedge uh maybe i don't know yeah okay <laughs> It's it's been a while since I read the Nerd books. off. Why <laughs> not? Get it right. Yeah, Douglas Adams. He rocks. It's too bad that that guy died. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. Because <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, if nobody out there has read the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you really should. It's a treat. Yeah, it's Hitchhiker's hilarious. Guide to the Galaxy. I love the, the way restaurant that... at the end of the universe and life, the universe, and everything. Are oh, the... well, and then the no, uh, just fourth, get the, get the, the fourth book in the trilogy was uh, uh, so long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. Well, you can just. Uh, you can get them in giant omnibus where it's all one. So yeah. just get the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I forgot, in, in Hitchhiker's Guide, did we ever find out what the meaning of life was? Yeah, 42. Yeah, it's 42. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. The answer to But the question is more complicated. The question is more complicated, however. This is the Sunday night internet only. Uh, this has been the Sunday night internet Ooh. only edition of Free Talk Live. Where you control the troll. This is Dale. And Hannah. And Puke. Right. Don't panic. Come back tomorrow night. <laughs>